pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The Audio Vault on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. It's 0600. What's the O stand for? Oh my God, it's early. Wake me up. Wake me up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake me up. Wake me up. Wake up. Rob Thompson. Do not believe the other way in transition to the top. Oh, the left hand slam. I want some nasty. Rudy J. Cowboys win. How else would you settle this game? How about this, Cowboys? each day as if it were on purpose. I wake up in the morning, I piss excellent. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. It's R&R in the morning. A Monday edition. He's Rudy, I'm Rob, and on the other side of the double pane, that's Easy e Edwin Hafner. How's everybody's altitude? We Gucci, man. Are we? Yeah, it's Monday. Ooh, boy, what a weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Film Don't weekend. Lie Monday. As uh, lots of football played, lots of lots of lots and lots of losses. It started for, on what? Started on Saturday. Saturday started off really good. Yeah, for those well. I mean, good, bad, and different. It was a good no. I football. mean, it was a great football day. A legendary football game, the Red River rivalry, uh, went down Saturday early. And again, we all complain about it every year. Eleven's too early, but it is what it is. Uh, great football game. Great, great football great game. Rivalry, especially when game. you're not. I don't have any alliance, so for me, it's just wow, great entertainment. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I you know, I don't care who wins, who loses. I thought OU would win, but again, who yeah, you cares? called it. It was a rivalry call, and they hit it. It's uh, just a rivalry game, man. I, you know, I mean, after 49-0, keep in mind last year, they were the quarterback got hurt last year. They were playing with their receiver at quarterback last year. Remember, it, got, it was weird. And OU was salty. So they brought yeah. it and played well. Texas played well, too. But yeah. just uh, they lost a game. And as an Aggie, you're going to celebrate that game just because you, no matter what happens, you're kind of happy. Uh, and I did. And then things went south. It's yeah. negative karma for me as an Aggie. They go down to Bama. The rest is history. We're going to look at both those games. All the NFL foe show. We'd like to welcome Cincinnati back to the NFL foal as they uncorked one. Jacksonville has a new home field advantage. Unfortunately, it is now over after going 2-0 and over the pond. Uh, the Texans play another hardy football game, man. That's a, that's a gritty football team. Yeah, they are. Um, oh, here's a boomers already in here. There we YouTube. go. Get Welcome on, Carlos Holt. Boomer sooner. It should Whatever. be. Call him out. Use that YouTube feed. Uh, couldn't find him Saturday. The let's see here. What else did we take <laughs> away from the weekend? Yes, when I get up in the morning, I do tinkle excellence. Uh, <laughs> tinkle. That, that, at my age, it's sometimes it's starting. It's starting a weird, weird stream, Rob. That stream's getting weird. It's all over the place, dude. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wait till you get to experience that time, that three, four times a night anyway. when uh, the trickle and the spatter go with being half oh. asleep in the dark. Yeah. Hey, you're in a better mood than I thought you'd be. 
Well, after the Aggies, and then that last night, is it? Are you just? Are you used to this? You, I, you didn't. That's the theme of the day, Rob. You didn't expect that, did you? No, no one expected. Dak didn't expect it. McCarthy we, didn't expect it. Did you expect that? Well, there's going to be a lot of people say they did, but they probably don't own a Dallas Cowboy piece of paraphernalia. That that was. I don't know where to even parse it. That was such an ass whipping. There's that, a tremendous punch in the gut. Yeah, punch in the gut. Thanks, uh, Coach. See, this is why I did look. I thought Dallas would win the game, Rob. Right, but this is why all week long I was scared to put this much into it because now You're it right. feels like the season's over. It does, <laughs> and it's not. You know, it, it's far from over. Well, it's far from over, right. but it feels like this is why I was scared of that because it's like, okay, no, it's much more than the game, much more than the game. No, 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 no. And then this happens, and now you're like, okay, well, damn, what do we do now? Where do you go from here? It feels like the season ended today. Well, last night, excuse you me. You know exactly what you're going against. You know where you got to go. I'll, I'll give well, you that. Hopefully, we got a hopefully, firm you run into, hopefully, Philly will take care of him. You don't have to deal oh, with the, them. That's the dream, isn't it? Because, <laughs> you know, in the last three games, I don't know what to take away. And this was – who did I ask this? I think it was RJ or Todd or Clarence. And then we'll talk to Todd at seven. But if that happened, what happened last night, and no injuries occur, what do you go into January saying if you have to face them? We can't beat these guys. You just feel that way. It's like it's a wrap. Nothing. There's no, nothing. I'm, you can, I'm kidding. I, I mean, but I don't know. There's it, nothing wrong with feeling that such, way if you do. Well, at least they know where they stand. It, 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 look, here's the thing about what happened last night is there was no ray of sunshine. There was no part that you go, well, if we'd have just capitalized on that, if they'd have just hung their hat on this, I don't know why they went away from that. What would they have gone away from? They got manhandled. They got beat down in every think- segment of the game. I think in the first half when it's 14-7, there's a couple drives there that I don't know, Rob. Jay Glenn hit it on the head, man. Styles make fights. And the style, the Shaolin style that San Francisco brings is not quite like the big head style, the cowboy style that they bring. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know what you take away. I walked in and Edwin and I were talking about what we saw. Okay. And he said, you know, nothing went good last night. We're having some technical issues around the radio ranch. Mm -hmm. Just bad night all the way around. And I told him, man, it looked like a San Antonio high school team rolling into Austin on that third week of the playoffs where they're just doing it different. Where they got to go up there and try to beat up on, try to beat Travis or try to beat Westlake. And and you're like, damn, this ain't like nothing like what we played in district. Right. It's like the Valley when they play us. Right. You know, it's, it's just, I don't care how good you were against Laredo Nixon. (laughs) It just, it just doesn't play north of Harlingen and it doesn't play north of New Braunfels. Do you, do you still feel like the Cowboys are a good football team? They're a good football team. They all, I, I, well, I think. I, think, so I mean, I've, there's been wins. There's levels to, gr- but, you know, there's really good. And there's, you know, there's great, but really good and then good. Let's look in the mirror, though. I mean, there's a long way to go. And they're beating the teams they're supposed to beat. But the teams that they beat are god awful. Jets and Giants. And who else did they beat? Patriots. The Patriots. Oh, I mean, the Patriots haven't scored in a month. <laughs> well, the Jets got to play Denver. Congratulations. Uh, yeah, yeah. I figured they were going to rally around Hackett, so, and they did. And the Giants, well, we saw what happened there. I mean, I mean, there's not a whole lot of there there. So if you're the Cowboys, we're going to hear from McCarthy a lot. What and do you that. do after this game? 
I'm a proponent of you don't look back, baby. You don't want to see that car wreck again. But uh, McCarthy will uh, let us know what his thoughts on the game. We're going to hear from Dak, of course. And while we talked about the Cowboys on a, as a whole, Dak is in for a long week. Man, I'd turn off your socials. Don't turn yeah, on yeah, the TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dak can't get on social media today. Nope. He can't turn on his TV today. He just got to get in the film, film room, uh, do what he does best, you know, amnesia. And get ready for the charges on Monday. No doom scrolling because it will look like doom. Would you fire a legend like Bill Belichick? Yes. Would you? Would, I'm of the proponent. So would you fire a legend like Greg Popovich? Yes. You would fire. You know, here's the thing. Or let them walk away. Like you know, when I, I'm not talking about pop right now, let's say football. It's football season, mm-hmm. but it's bad. Yeah, and, but and it was bad get last cut year. all the time. True. Sometimes you got to tell a guy it's over. Sometimes you got to rip the jersey off. Jimmy Johnson used to talk about when you're an NFL guy, I, I play till they tell you you can't. Tell rip the jersey off you. Uh, Belichick ain't gonna quit on his own. I mean, that would be sucks. that would be tough if I was Robert Kraft. Everything hey. we've been through, that would be tough to go well, in there and say, "Hey, man, we're gonna we're gonna move well, in a different direction, but have, we're gonna allow you to say you quit." Yes, you have to come to Jesus. It's it's over now. We can. <laughs> We can end it the way you want to end it. You can take the uh, the cyanide pill, or, or do you can we go just, in front of a firing squad, one or the other. But you ain't walking out of this. You're coming out of this thing feet first. So. Or do we just blame Mac Jones and just keep calling no. Bill Belichick the goat? No, it's over there, man. This is the time to do it in the season. Though I'd let I let him finish. The no, season. no, now, I wouldn't fire him in season. Give no. him some dignity. Yeah. but <laughs> it's over. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it's not because Brady was gone. It, it, it wasn't solely Brady. No, no, no. They both. I mean, the the first three titles, a lot of it had to do with Bill Belichick and his schemes on defense and things like that. Brady was managing the game those first three. It's it just, was a great t- tandem. And all there's no coach out there that can coach without good players. But right. I don't think I don't know how long you just keep saying, "Well, it's the well, it's not Bill. It's not Bill's fault. It's not Bill's oh, fault. It's Bill's like, fault." And he has a part. He has a fault in it. I don't think it's all his fault. Well, one of the problems, the way that the, the the New England stayed successful is Bill had been a master of drafting appropriately, and you know, and using other teams' castoffs in the best possible mm-hmm. light. So mm-hmm. you, he would go get uh, you know four or five free agents every year, guys that were in their seventh year, just finishing their second contract. And on their way out of the league, but they were pros. Right. And they did two things of the five things they used to do still really well. Whatever those two things were. If you're an offensive lineman, a tight end, name the two skill set parts. And all Belichick did said, all you got to do is those two things. I'm never going to put you in a situation where you don't got to do anything else. Right. And that was a good way to maintain success. Well, the talent acquisition has changed now in the NFL. It doesn't work that way anymore. Mm-mm. So he can't get the guys he's used to. The game's changed. It's not the X's and O's part, I don't think. Well, it could be. (laughs) Who knows? It could be that. But it was, that's such a, it's it's so sad to watch it end. It it never ends well. 30 0. And then after what what the Cowboys did to him, and then that, I'm like, damn, it might be Bill Belichick may have to go. Sean Payton may have to go. So let's quantify the week that these men are going to have. You've got Belichick, you've got Sean Payton, and Mike McCarthy. You've got Mike McCarthy. And you got Dak Prescott. Uh, it's going to be worse for Mike and Dak. Yeah, because you're because of the star. Which it's, are, it's all because of the star. And before we're heading to break, we got got a yeah. lot to get into. Of the two, Dak or Mike, who's going to have 
the worst week. Dak because of the three INTs. We're going to hear why coming up next. This is R&R. You lucky devils chose correctly. 94-1 San Antonio Sports Talk. Check out the Jim Rome Show weekdays and noon. If you're San Antonio, there are benefits that come along with it. I will cut you the front of the line. We're going to hype the return. On 94-1 San Antonio Sports Star. Turpin in motion to the right. Prescott back to throw. Tyron Smith, what a great block. Deep ball. Right corner. End zone. Caught. Turpin. Touchdown. Turpin ran away. And Prescott found him over the top of Isaiah Oliver. It went south after that. That's Brad Sham <laughs> of the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network pulling through the many offensive highlights the Dallas Cowboys offered the San Francisco 49ers last night. And what was, uh, there's so many bad records that came out of that. Wor- McCarthy's worst defeat. Worst defeat in a decade for the Dallas Cowboys. Dak's worst defeat Dak's as well. Dak's worst. Comp- yeah, just a, uh, the doors got beaten off the Cowboys. I, You know, where do you begin when you wake up with this? Well, I'm not a burn the tape guy, <laughs> but damn, I look, I, I hate, I hate to be that guy, but I didn't see this coming. I thought the Cowboys, I really, in my heart thought the Cowboys were going to find a way to win that game. But you know, the thing about it is, you know, we don't talk enough about it, but clearly San Francisco has one of the best offensive lines in the, in the league, because again, in regular season play, I have not seen Purdy get flustered. You you know clean pockets, ball comes out quick. Ayuk is slowly becoming a star. They did a good job on McCaffrey. It's just like you can't do you can't have that many three and outs against a team that good. So I don't know where to start. Where do you begin? This is Mike McCarthy immediately afterwards trying to figure out where they're going to begin. Well, uh, explanation of uh, a very humbling loss. Uh, clearly. Uh, Stating the obvious, I think the biggest thing is um, I, I just had a quick reflection on the five games that we played in. You know, um, it's been a wide range of performance, as wide as a range that I could ever recall in a five-week period. So, um, thank you. You know, the biggest thing is for you know us to be accountable. It was clearly humbling, um, but it is one game. Um, I think I expressed this during the week. I thought they were playing very well coming into this. Uh, I knew our defense was in for a big challenge. Uh, I've been very impressed with what they were doing on offense. And, you know, and frankly, you know, it should start with me. I, you know, I didn't do a good job tonight. So um, I, I wish we'd have gotten balance, you know, earlier in the game. Uh, that did not happen. You know, you, you don't convert third downs. So, mm. uh, but, you know, we come out at halftime, put the drive together, and then, you know, and then obviously, you know, a lot of things went wrong after that. So, but um, it, it's clearly just shows where we are as a, as a team. We're three and two. Um, you know, our consistency. You know, even when we played really well and did some things. When you look at the three games that were won by, you know, a, a big margin, and and then the Arizona game has where, nothing to do with you know, the pre-snap penalties, and you know that, that showed up again, again tonight. So, um, just clearly um, on it, and um, just. You know, we got work to do. We got a lot of work to do, and we got a game in eight days. So uh, we'll spend Wednesday. We'll spend a lot of time on this one, and um, and then we'll move on to the Chargers. Uh, Mike McCarthy post game. Uh, How you feeling today? You know, honestly, I, I, I'm of the mind. Sometimes it's better to just get the doors beat off you. Sometimes it's better. What's just, the thought, thought? What's the thought process? Just on to that? rip this band aid off, pull some scabs, some skin, some hair. 
pull it off. And boy, it got pulled off yesterday. So you got 12 weeks. That's 13 weeks. No, you got, yeah, well, 12 games left. Yeah, 12 games, 13 weeks to head toward the playoffs. You're three and two. You know exactly your place in the world, and you're not even in the same subdivision as the San Francisco 49ers. At least in the performance you offered last night, you know if you roll out flat, you don't get five yards on first down, you are going to get pantsed by the 49ers. You can't play from behind against this football team. You can't. Uh, the thing I think was most upsetting if I if I'm if I'm a Cowboy fan is I haven't seen our defense get well I haven't seen Dan Quinn get out coached like that ever in his time he's been here with the Dallas. Obviously, I mean it's the worst loss ever, but it seemed like everything Kyle Shanahan drew up, they had no answer for it. And then there's number eleven. Number eleven. Um, you can't, he can't no show there. There's been too much said about Micah Parsons, about who he is and is he could be the great, is he Lawrence Taylor? Can he win the MVP? Is he the best defensive? Is he the best pass rusher in the league? And then you just, for the last couple of weeks, you haven't shown up to the point where last week against the Patriots, you're in, in garbage time because you're trying to pad your stats. You no showed against Arizona. You stat padded against the Patriots because you because you couldn't get home. And then then yesterday, I can't find you. They're running at you. You're not getting home. And for a guy again, I love the podcast. I love that Mike is cool open with the media. But when you no show two out of three weeks, and you're supposed to be the MVP and supposed to be the best pass rusher in the league, then that's when it starts to look a little bit weird. Number eleven. Is that he's he's got to play better, but again, Dan Quinn got his butt handed to him yesterday. I, I mean, again, Mike McCarthy said it, Rob. They got beaten all three phases. It wasn't just Dan. I mean, Mike McCarthy wasn't good yesterday either. Twenty five first downs to eight. Twenty five to eight. Four hundred and twenty one total yards of offense. The Cowboys gave one hundred and ninety seven total yards. Uh oh. <laughs> 25 to only eight first down. Only eight first. And then what? They didn't get a what? Th- their first three were three and out. They finally got a no. Then it was a turnover. I think six of their first seven possessions they punted or turned the ball over. Yeah, I knew it was going to be a long day when Tony Pollard's fumble just kind of sat there on the sideline. Any other week that ball rolls out of bounds, it just sat there. That yeah. Sometimes the football gods are going to make it hard for you. And they kind of did. and But San Francisco came out, set the tone. They hit hard. That first drive, Rob, Ooh. I was like, yo, it, that, I, that was too easy. You yep. know what I mean? Like, there's, I get, yeah, I get it. Like, okay, you know, sometimes you come out a little bit flat and, you know, but that was just like boom, 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 touchdown. So, and we might, they might want to guard Kittle. <laughs> yeah, the tight ends open. What I don't know if y'all hell? know. The, they were, first of all, they got the ball out. The way that Mike McCarthy prayed that Dak Prescott would get the ball out, it was two seconds. That ball's gone. Purdy, you know, so, you so, can, and that, in fairness to Parsons, right? There yeah. was no chance to you. get there. But at some point, you got to start covering the dudes that aren't. You know, if you can't get there, cover who's out there. And they didn't do that. They kept trying right. to get to the quarterback. And granted, when there was less than a two second or a three step drop, they did get back there. I mean, they they 
they were in Purdy's face when they had an opportunity to be. I don't okay. think there was some, but they never altered their scheme. It was still get to the quarterback instead of my God. They, I thought they did a good job on McCaffrey they for did. the most part. They, the, the plan what that part of the plan worked. If, if, it's hard to overcome three turnovers though against against a team as good as San Francisco, and, and that's the difference there. We we can look at the play calling, yeah. Yeah, there was some, but you were behind the chains all night long. You never had a nice second and three two times in a row. You know, you never had a second and four choose down. You were always second and eight, third and seven. Uh, so the play calling, I don't know. We made that San Francisco defense look so good. They, they turned those two linebackers into all pros, both of them. What you, it's, when you grade Dak, I guess we'll talk about this when we come back about Dak because he got some Dak sound, but yeah. I, I don't know where to. I don't know what to do. Not what to do, but I don't know what to think of Dak to this point in this season under this new offense slash Mike McCarthy play calling. We got to examine this Mike McCarthy Dak Prescott relationship when they're in tight games. Because again, we didn't get to see him against the Jets, Giants, and Patriots because they're like, "Hey, I'm not going into my playbook." And then when they're in a game, Cardinals, Forty ers I'm like, "What the hell is this?" They did manage to get the ball deep once to yeah. Turpin, and there was a Brandon Cooks open. That was a beautiful open. throw. That was a beautiful throw. It was. And there was an open Brandon Cooks downfield, too, that was just a hair off, you know, just a little bit off. We're gonna Which hear, matters. Yeah, it does matter. Yeah. So there wasn't at least an attempt. At least McCarthy found that part of his giant menu, but their play calling will be a question. Uh, and quarterbacking, you know, interceptions when your quarterback is 14 of 24 for 153 a TD and three interceptions. <clears throat> Not a prescription for victory. We're going to hear from Dak Prescott. We're going to talk baseball, too, as the Strohs, well, they go down to the Twins and the Rangers showing the Orioles what's what. At least there are a couple of baseball teams are in contention. Don't forget Todd Archer will be here just after 7. Also, looking closely at the Cowboys. Don't go nowhere. we got a whole bunch to do. More Cowboy talk coming. Dak speaks. We listen. This is R&R. You're on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Hey, good morning to you. Top of the morning to all. This is R&R here on San Antonio Sports Star. Yeah, it's going to be a full and exciting day. We're going to start you off with a little bit of outside help on a little bit about 25 minutes from now. Todd Archer of ESPN.com, the Dallas Cowboys in-bed reporter, will join us from views from the locker room and postgame. It's going to be a long and hard week for Dak Prescott. And there's no getting around the fact that all of the – Questions are back. All of the concerns are back, and we're going to hear salary. And we're going to hear next next contract. And we're going to hear it all. Let's let's hear from Dak after what was a a, a particularly putrid out, outing. Didn't see it coming, as you said. Put everything what? into this, and I uh, got punched in the mouth. Um, called a couple of weeks ago, humbling against Arizona, uh, but this may be the most humbling game I've ever been a part of. Um, felt good about the preparation. Felt good about. Everything, honestly, coming into this game, matchups, and they beat us in every aspect. True words never spoken, Dak Prescott, postgame. Well, is this is this on Dak or is this on McCarthy? Because while you had an offense the last two seasons that whatever for whatever reason just couldn't get over the hump, but the narrative was 
the reason why we can't get over the hump is Kellen Moore's play style, uh, call you know, play calling style, doesn't fit the what we want to do as far as getting our defense rest, as far as maintaining drives and things like that. So you get rid of, well, you let him go. And now in two games, that, that the close games that you've been in, it just doesn't look crisp. It doesn't look like they're on the same page. Mm-mm. And we were told it wasn't going to change that much. I don't know how much has changed, but clearly when there's when it's a real game and they have to play, Mike and Dak really aren't, I guess, all the way on the same page. I say that, but then, you know, in the Arizona game, like Mike said, hey, we went up and down the field on Arizona. This wasn't Arizona, but that didn't look good. It 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 didn't look good, and it doesn't feel like Dak is comfortable all the way yet. Now, I don't know if that's on San Francisco or he just doesn't get it yet. Where do you go? How do you address this? Because there was nothing positive to take out of last night. I can't think of, well, there's some internal pre- interior pressure that, that uh, Hankins brought early. Uh, there was, they did stop McCaffrey. The, the passing game was mu- far more effective than the run game. And we were worried about, you know, losing, uh, giving up yards between the tackles. That didn't happen. So I, point. I, I guess other than that, I mean, they ended up like, you know, by committee getting 170 yards rushing, but a lot of that was garbage time. You know what I mean? But yeah, for that, the most part, like when it was close, Dallas was doing a good job of stopping the run. Six five six three seven seven six. Where the do number you go? To call. You can text if you want. Too angry to talk. Let's hear the McCarthy bit about uh, what you do with the tape. That the have we already put the uh, play? Yeah, let's well, play. I think it's a it's a punch in the gut. It's a kick in the ass. Whatever whatever phrase you want to put on it. But you know, I think it's clearly. But you you look at how the season's gone. Um, you know, we we've been knocked down. I mean, clearly they they. They beat us in all three phases. So, um, and you know, I think we we will clearly acknowledge it. And I'm not a burn to take guy. And I, I think that's a crock. Um, we're not going to do that. We're going to <laughs> go through it, make sure we're clear. easy word to uh, say today. Exactly. You know, what the expectation are. Make sure we're giving giving our players what they need to be successful. So, um, they, they they played extremely well, and and we did not. And and you know, it was really in the areas of basics. Really in the areas that I thought we had we had taken a step at, as a team. So. Um, yeah, I, 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 I didn't see this coming. Um, I thought their prep was was good this week. Um, so I, I thought we had one of our better Fridays and Saturdays of the year. So, But I, I think like I've, we've talked about before, sometimes you have a great week of preparation and it doesn't go so well. And some weeks it's not the best week of preparation you play well. So we did not we did not hit the mark at all today. Uh, no, you didn't. Dak said they liked the preparation all week. Mike said they liked the preparation all week. They both said they didn't expect that. Um, it is one game. That and, and again, I, this is exactly why I was worried about them being so hyped up about this game. And Dak even said it. You know, hey, you know, we put everything into this. Mm-hmm. So when you put everything into something, and that's what happens, where do you go from here? Look, you got to. I mean, you got to get up, dust yourself off, and still play. And again, you guess at this point, Rob. If I'm them by Wednesday, I gotta, I gotta shake it off and 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 just you know get ready for. Get ready for the Chargers, and just hope you don't run into them in the playoffs. Uh, keep Hopefully, in mind, somebody else can take care of them for you. They do get an extra day to reminisce about the game. They don't play again until Monday night. Although I don't know what the what the schedule will be if coach is going to give them a day off or not. But they will be back to work on Wednesday uh, to practice. But I like not home. burning the tape. You need to. They they need to see this. See, that's the other side. They need I don't to see know it. why. Why? Because there I was need, nothing I want, to benefit here. I, no, because I want to show y'all. 
I want to show Mike. I want to show Dak. I want to show Tyron. I want to show everybody what you did wrong so we don't repeat it. Well, I can't just burn that tape. You know what I mean? That's like, you know, you don't let your kid get away with certain things. You got to punish them or it just is bound to re- repeat itself. So I got to show everybody where we went wrong. I'm not I'm not showing them the tape to show where we did good. I'm showing them, <laughs> hey, we got a lot of work to do. Y'all walking around here like y'all think y'all have done something. And San Francisco just, you know, showed us that we haven't. So, no, I'm not burning the tape either. I appreciate McCarthy for that. I wonder how much of the players are going, well, maybe we were in the wrong scheme calling the wrong plays at the wrong time. I'm not saying that that's – hey, Mike, Mike took blame. Uh-huh. Well, we're about he took, to – He took blame. He said it was on him. You know, the diva wide receiver – Four catches again. There's You're talking a, about CD? Yes. The, 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 there's a reason why re- receivers bitch and moan. It's games like that yesterday. Like, dude, if I'm the weapon – they're doing they uh, clearly, you know, it's tough to watch on tape, but clearly teams are taking CD away. Out clearly. Out. They're taking him clearly right. out. Either you scheme him open. Have to do something. Stars are stars for a reason. I agree with that. The concern continues. You know, Todd Archer's gonna join us a little after seven. And you're everything you're saying, Rudy, is right. And in hindsight, absolutely correct. It was not anything other than week five. That's it's all week it was. Five. It's October. It ain't even Halloween. But sometimes it's disheartening because you feel like you have to go through them. But again, you, we don't know how the season's going to play out. So you got to treat it like one game. And you, but you, you do have to bow up and go. Let's see where we now, are. Now, if we, if you know, if it comes to that point and you you run into them again, then yes, this game matters. And now we got to come back and look at the tape and remind everybody what happened. That's three in a row. But you got to play the season out. We have no idea how this season's going to play out at all. So right now, again, after come Wednesday when you get to the facility, it's over with. We're on to Justin Herbert and Kellen Moore. We haven't even begun to talk about quarterback play just on its right. own. Yeah, we're going to get to Dak in there. Because, again, the contract word is going to be used a lot today on the national media, uh-huh. on television. It was already started on Canty. Canty was already talking about the contracts and I can't commit this. So that's a whole other conversation. And it's going to be the the, the literal flame that, that right. fans until they play again on Monday night. What do you guys think? Is it one off? Is it is it a clear standard for which the Cowboys cannot meet after we saw a 49er team that was successful literally in everything they tried? Let's go to the, the phones. Mike dialed first. Get on them. 656-3776. Welcome on to R&R, Mike. Hey guys, love the show. Thank you. I listen every day. <laughs> Thank you. Um, as a Cowboys fan, I was just like, I had stopped watching that halftime because it was trash. <laughs> you know, um, I, I was a glutton. I stayed through the bitter end. I kept thinking something good was going to happen. No, <laughs> I was like, no, it's not going to happen. <laughs> After the turpin, I got excited for the touchdown, but just again, the offense, how it works, what Mike McCarthy. Um, I don't know if the new offense is a good fit for Mike and Dak, and I love Dak, but at this point, I don't know if there's any more that we could see from him. You know, and Mike? Like you know, I said, that's early on in the but we have the Chargers next. We have Rams after that. 
what's going to come of those two guys? We'll find Appreciate out. You know what, Mike? There, there's a certain resignation in his voice that I think a lot of the DAC fans are going to have this week. A certain uh, amount of resignation where you go, you know what? The, nothing makes people happier than when you prove a stereotype to be true. And yeah, Dak yeah. has been stereotyped in a way uh, that just goes, big game, it ain't there. And what, whatever the excuse, the reason, whatever it was, the resignation from Mike, who sounded like a Dak fan, like, dude, I don't know. I just don't know today. I don't know. I'm... I, I... So if if we're just you're just gonna we're gonna base Dak's success or not success just off of the, these big games only. Well, that's what at the end of the day you reach a level where big games are all that matter. Spurs don't care, didn't care about regular season. They didn't care about first round home road. Get to the finals. That's all that matters. So, so the Eagles games aren't big games. Because he he does he plays you, well against you, the Eagles. Yes, and that's so, but, great. Regular so season big so wins. So basically, he just in, until you beat the 49ers, you're terrible. I, I, what I'm saying, no, I'm not is, saying that that's what you say. Even, but the, that's what I feel like. Everybody, think, that's what we getting at. Like, okay, well, he struggles against the 49ers, so I don't want to pay him. It ain't terrible. It ain't good enough. And there's a difference. You ain't terrible, but you ain't good enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And maybe I that's the you. resignation. That Dak fans are getting back to the key, the phone lines. Uh, Jeremy, <laughs> I almost, <laughs> almost said all free, the time. Too. It's yeah. free promo. They, they paid for good. it for a long time. Good, good folks at Kia Boss, yeah. so we know. <laughs> Welcome on the phone, Jeremy. <laughs> Jeremy, yeah, I'm not, there so I have, uh, I've got four observations from last night. Okay, um, the, the first one was when it was uh, fourteen to seven. We had the ball on about the 35-yard line, so we're in field goal range, and it's right. third and five. And instead of trying to pass and get that first down, right. they run it on third and five and just are okay getting a field goal. And, of course, they didn't end up getting the field goal because he got sacked or whatever. But, you know, the fact that as soon as they didn't even go for it and try and get that first down, I knew they were in trouble. The other items are – their wide receivers were running wide open. They had separation. Our wide receivers, even when they caught the ball, never had a lot of separation. We couldn't get any separation. Our offensive line that we finally had together was, you know, was really not giving Dak a whole lot of time, and it wasn't making big holes for our running. And then the last thing is Dak, Dak just can't beat the good teams. He's a good, good quarterback, but he can't Damn. beat the good teams. He's a pedestrian quarterback. Uh, well, that's what I got. Uh, you right, know what? Jeremy. Everything on, you man. said, Jeremy, I'm down with. And you I see, except for is, the end. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I know what this week is going to be for Dak, so I'm already, you know, I'm already <laughs> yeah. taking up for him. And I'm not even a Dak guy, but I'm already like, hey, man, you know, you're trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to break the fight up right now. You know what I mean? Like everybody's running by the pile. Everybody's going to run by the pile and kick Dak in the face today. <sighs> Look, San Francisco, don't they? They have the ability to make a lot of quarterbacks look like that, though. Yes or no? Yes, yes. That's the that's the other part of the conversation that we're going to have to have. Sometimes you just play teams that are better than you. No matter what you do, no matter how hard you try, they're just better at beating you than other teams are at beating you. And Shanahan, it doesn't matter whether who the defensive coordinator is, Wilkes there, Ryan's gone, doesn't matter. They know what the Cowboys are going to do. And they can stop them better than anybody else in the NFL. Yeah, they got. They just got. They, he has Mike McCarthy's number. 
there's some crazy things that I, I'm really interested here. Don't forget Todd Archer is just around the corner. You know, the, 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 the numbers coming into the game about how often the uh, 49ers used motion, uh, um, um, Purdy's ability against man coverage. And man, oh man, did we see it last night. Todd Archer's going to talk about that. But coming back, while the football world was spinning, other things was happening too. The uh, baseball world of the state of Texas went 50-50 while the uh, uh, Let's go, Rangers. The rest of the teams in the country and the state didn't do so well. Let's talk some baseball and around the rest of the world as Simone Biles also proves she's the best to ever walk the planet. We'll be right back. It's R and R and you're on ninety four one. San Antonio Sports Star. I hope you're feeling good this morning. Stepping out of that Connecticut waters office. Everybody, if you can actually say that after what we saw last night in San Francisco. The blitz starting at two o'clock. Joe Reinagle back from vacation, but yeah, it's all Cowboys and Niners. Damn, Rudy, we told you not to jump on our bandwagon, man. <laughs> no kidding. I might have to get out of here. No, the Bears don't want you back, man. No, I'm going to find somebody else to ruin. Why don't you go jump on that 49er bandwagon? Yeah, they you know really what? I'm going to go over there. They're going to get them a loss or the Eagles. I'm going to go be an Eagle fan or a 49er fan, dude, Cowboy fan. <laughs> Some justice, because Lord, everywhere I go, I f- a loss follows. Well, at least you're a calming thought. You're you're, you're a calming <laughs> voice in the darkness of these cowboy fans. After I just know that this is going to be a rough week for them. So I, I I'm not a guy that likes. I'm not a bully, and I don't like. You know, this is going to be a fair fight for them this week. So I feel bad for them. I do because I know what they this game meant to them, and then for that to happen, that sucks. And and it's going to be a whole bunch of whole bunch of hate today. Right, starting around nine o'clock. Now, now, t- now, what we saw uh, from Dak, he didn't live up to expectations. Mm-mm. Sean Payton, I don't know mm. what we described there, mm. because to lose at home, I knew the they coach- were losing that game. I knew they said it in the pregame. They said, "Hey, that coach disrespected us. F him and bleep him, and let's rally around Hackett." I was like, "What?" I don't even know Nathaniel Hackett, but okay. Whatever it takes to get a win, and they got a win. And then to have your quarterback just give them the damn ball to score to win it. Yeah. Well done, Nathaniel Hackett. Shout Revenge out to the Jets. is a dish best served moderately warm as they went in and took care of it. We got a lot of NFL talk, and we're bringing Todd Archer in to help us. Cowboy Talk next with an expert. Hang around. This is R&R. You're on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. O six hundred. What's the O stand for? Oh my God! It's early. Wake me up! Wake me up! Wake me up! Wake me up! Wake up! Rob Thompson. You don't believe the other way in transition to the Cowboys? I want some nasty. Rudy J. Cowboys win. How else would you settle this game? How about each day as if it were on purpose. I wake up in the morning, I piss excellent. R and R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good hey, good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. It's R and R in the morning here on San Antonio Sports Star. If you're awakening to what was a beatdown, we need to give you the knowledge required. To assault a week that's going to be a tough one for Cowboy yeah, fans. Man. Let's talk with an expert, Todd Archer of ESPN, our embed reporter, with us right now. Good morning, Todd. How are you? Morning, guys. Everything good? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. You know, we. I mean, we didn't. Okay. Uh, my my life go. You know, we're good. You know, <laughs> you know yeah. how, how are things? How are things in the Bay, Todd? Uh, it's early. 
<laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that's right. Damn, I'm sorry. Dude. It's yeah, fine. we've been there, Todd. We've sorry about that. Man. We know those West Coast <laughs> no swings. You know, there is the benefit of clarity. I mean, you wake up this morning and you, there's certainly some things to be done if you're a Dallas Cowboy. <laughs> Where do you start, though? Yeah, right? that's what we're I trying mean, to figure out. Uh, I mean, if you look at it, the defense was exposed, right? And, oh. and I guess the offense was exposed, too. And the right? special teams. So, well, yeah, we'll call that one a wash, I guess. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> at least the guy made the field goal. True, but, um, true that. Yeah, and, you know, you look, Turpin suffered an ankle injury. But, I mean, this was – in the press box after the game, we were trying to figure out, okay, when was their last non-competitive loss? And you can go to 2020, but that was, you know, Dax missed right. most of those games where they weren't competitive. So you, you, you throw that out. I went week two, 2017 against Denver. They lose 42-17. Never really in that game. I remember Zeke got criticized for not chasing out a pick. This was um, this is as bad as I can remember, especially with everything that was on the line and the expectations going in just how bad it was. You know, when you hear both the coach and your quarterback say, oh, we didn't see that coming. Yeah. Yeah, I don't uh, know what to make it, of that, that statement. And they both said they liked the prep, the week of preparation. But Dak said we put all of our – we put everything into that. So that's where you – where do you go from that when you know as a team y'all, y'all were really hyped up for it, you did the prep, and then that happens. Where do you go? Yeah. <laughs> Be thankful you don't play the Niners again, right? <laughs> at least until sometime in January, maybe, right? I mean, that, that that's where you have to say, okay. And, and look, the Niners were on. Like, any questions about Brock Purdy have to be answered by now. The the, the kid was dang near perfect in, in some respects. Four touchdowns. I mean, it was he, he was he was masterful. And the, and the you know the the run game. I guess they did a good job of McCaffrey, right? He only they did. Two seven a carry, but Mason got him for seven yards a carry. Like I mean, so you know that, and then they couldn't cover a tight end. They had trouble with Ayuk. I mean, and then you go to the offense. I mean, it's like they had one drive. Dak had eleven possessions. He had one touchdown, one field goal. The other nine drives were three plays or less. That's just. You, 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 is that on deck or is that on McCarthy, Todd? That's it's everybody. Well, well, Who is that on? All of them, right? Okay. I mean, it's on all of them. But I mean, you, you, you have to you, you have to start wondering about this offense now with Mike McCarthy calling plays and, and the whole Texas Coast thing and all that, and say, what are you? And C.D. Lambs asked after the game, "What's the offensive identity?" And he said he didn't know. Dude, it's week five. You just played your fifth game, and they don't know what they are offensively yet. We've talked every week about the red zone struggles. I guess the good thing is they didn't have a red zone drive yesterday, so they couldn't struggle in the red zone. Um, they, they couldn't run the ball yesterday. And this is when they had their their five preferred starters on the offensive line. For the first time since week 17, 27, uh, 2021. How did that work out for you? Yeah, I, I mean, it. it was – everything it. was – as McCarthy said, there's not going to be a lot of winning grades coming off this performance. So, and, I don't know who you point to and say, oh, yeah, he was fine. Yeah, right. And he said, you know, I'm not a big burn the tape guy, but you just described an utter destruction. And, you know, the, the accountability is going to come into play here. 
and certainly the, the in the backdrop you've got the former OC coming with the ba- uh, with the Chargers on Monday right. night so the the storylines are kind of self-evident so as we as we come into the week the first thing you look at uh, I think with the Cowboys is the play calling, and you just addressed it. There was nothing to take away from that game that, that showed us that there was any rhyme or reason to the calls that were being being offered. So given that, and there's no identity uh, with this offense, what's the first step with this Cowboys team? Do they need to establish the identity that is a C.D. Lamb-led offense that isn't there, or are they a running team? I'm glad you mentioned CD because here's my thing. Like, remember after the first two weeks, it was, hey, we got to get Michael Gallup involved. Right. And then the next week, six catchers for 92s. And then and this week it was, hey, we got to get Brandon Cooks involved. And look, he had one catch, but they threw it to him four times. Mm-hmm. They tried to they, they, they tried to get him more involved. How about get CD Lamb involved? Like, make it he, – he's your best guy. And I do think there was – Levels of frustration that CD was experiencing that game. I don't know what the broadcast was saying necessarily about it, but he was off by himself. He was pacing up and down the sideline after the game. He was pretty frank in, in what he said just about the performance, not pointing any fingers at anybody else. Um, you know, he's taking accountability himself too, but mm-hmm. he, he has to be the focal point of the pass game. And it can't be just, well, they played cover two and put a safety over the top and they took CD out. Everybody does that, dude. Figure out a way to get <laughs> exactly. the best guys the ball. Hey, on the other side, Todd, have you ever seen Dan Quinn get it handed to him? Like, I mean, it felt like Kyle was just a step ahead of him all night. All night. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you go to those playoff games that we talked so much about, and, it, like, the first one, okay, it was 23-17, but to me the Cowboys were – that was a fluky. The, the, the Niners always seemed in, in control. And then the, the last one, nineteen twelve, the Cowboys did a decent job of. Well, they didn't get any takeaways in that one. They did a decent job of of controlling the Niners to a degree. This one, I mean, they they had they had no answers. And I, and I mean, look, this is Quinn's third year here. This has to be that is that that's got to be the worst game. I can't think of another one. No. Where where they were just again exposed, like they 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 tried to play their their three safety base defense, that didn't work very well. And, and you know George Kittle's still open right now. I think he just caught his another <laughs> touchdown. Um, it, it's this is where you, this is where you, you're thankful that you it's only one game of seventeen, and it's not like. But is this the equivalent of like? a six-game losing streak in baseball when you have a game like this? Like, I, I, I don't know. This isn't a burn-the-tape game like we were talking about, but it, it, you can't let this one, this loss become a second loss next week when you're playing the Chargers. I mean, speaking of the Chargers, Kellen Moore, Dan Quinn, I think, you know, I, we saw the Jets rally around Nathaniel Hackett. You think the Chargers are going to want to rally around Kellen Moore and let Justin throw it 60, 70 times on Monday? No. <laughs> that would no. be the I answer. Mean, <laughs> all the people that were giving Kellen Moore a hard all, all the people that were giving Kellen Moore a hard time about what, you know, yeah, they had some stinkers, they, don't get me wrong. Right. But I don't know if they had, again, one that was this this bad. I mean, eight first downs. Like, yeah. I mean, it definitely was, worth it, revisiting when you're dealing uh, with that kind again, of destruction. Like, 
I'm, I'm sad and flummoxed because I just don't know where you start when it's this bad. Well, okay. And, and yeah, it's, like... It's, don't you start Look, with your stars? I mean, and show a little bit out. You start with the guys that are supposed to want be the ones that fight through the well, adversity what, that you deal with. Do? Well, where's Micah? What what exactly can Micah say? Yeah, what absolutely, but what are you? You're not going to can't bench him. No, <laughs> oh my but gosh. it's a blessing that they lost. That was a comment. I just don't buy that either. Uh, there is never but, a blessing and, uh, again, in a loss. The the, the Cardinals, right? I, I didn't. I think I know what he was trying to say, but he didn't pull it. It was a little bit like Romo in uh, 08 when they lost to the Eagles. If this is the worst thing that happened in my life, I've had a pretty good life. While it all may be true, that's not something you say after a game. And I don't think you say this loss is a blessing um, because now they can get their heads on straight. I thought the Cardinals loss was supposed to be the blessing that they now they can get their heads on straight. So, and, and look. I'm watching Get Up right now. The whole day, it's not going to. Oh it's my probably going to be ha ha ha. Look at the Cowboys, right? Right. Uh, everywhere nationally about this team. So, you know, they are who we thought they were. Is what everybody's going to say. No one's going to believe. And it, look, we've talked about this, right? This whole season wasn't about September, October, November, December. It was about the playoffs. So you have had one. Even if they can now go fifteen and two, everybody is going to say, "All right, but what now?" Because right. now is when it matters. Right. This is Todd Archer of ESPN.com covering the NFL like nobody does. Down with the Cowboys. Still in the Bay Area after what was an epic ass whooping. So uh, let's talk about the uh, ramifications of last night. We saw Leighton Vander Esch walk off with a neck issue. Any word in the locker room? Uh, concern, obviously, because of his history with neck injuries. Right. Um, so he'll get an MRI today. X-rays were negative after the game. Um, he'll get an MRI today to hopefully f- find that it's just a stinger. But when you say just a stinger with him, that's not really the, the best news because of the history. And then the question becomes, okay, if you lose Leighton Vanderesh, what are you doing at linebacker? Because mm-hmm. there's not a lot of depth there. So that would be a mm-hmm. pretty significant loss. Uh, if they weren't able, I, I I don't know this, but I'm just going based on this history. I maybe it's good they have an extra day. I, I'd be surprised if he played against the Chargers, right. but that's just complete speculation. Uh, Turpin, anything on the ankle? Uh, wasn't in a boot after the game when we saw him walk off the field. So I guess if that's p- yeah. positive, I guess that's that's one way to look at it. Um, usually, if it's a high ankle sprain, they're putting those things in a boot right away. Um, a you know, but he was he was limping pretty good. Again, extra day this week. Maybe you get some time, and he, and he can help out. And I want to say, well, I, you know, all right, is that a big loss? Well, hell, he scored the only touchdown. So well, that's one third of the that's special teams. He's offered a lot in in, in uh, down and distance and ball control. Uh, that hurt without him in there. Did Jolly talk to Jerry at all last night, Todd? <laughs> Jer- Jerry did not come down. Okay. We didn't see Jerry. Um, I don't know what. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> that's, that's not a good thing. I'll say that. You know, the longer I Jerry mean, yeah, doesn't speak, you expect cool. an explosion coming. He is Todd Archer, and he's in the middle of it out in the Bay Area. Man, I'm sure Thanks you got a lot of work up. to do today. Yeah, you can go back to sleep now. It's only 5 o'clock in the morning there. Or, or is it 4? 5. 5, there you are. Enjoy your day, Todd. I guess, all right, I got to leave for the airport here in a little bit. So. Yeah, it's only about three hours. You, you fly out of San Francisco, or are you going to stay there in, in uh, Santa Clara, San Jose? 
Uh, San Francisco. Yay. Yeah. Enjoy the drive. He yeah. is Todd Archer. He's headed yeah, home man. today along with the defeated Dallas Cowboys. Thanks for stopping by for his regular. We're going to reflect on what he had to say. Coming back, we're looking at the college football world. Some more losers speak as Sark talks and Jimbo justifies. A good weekend of college football if you like games. A bad weekend if you're rooting for anybody from Texas. We'll talk about it next. This is R&R, and you're on the 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning, everybody. If you can actually say that after what we saw last night in San Francisco. The Blitz starting at 2 o'clock. Joe Reinagle back from vacation. But, yeah, it's all Cowboys and Niners. Damn, Rudy, we told you not to jump on our hey, bandwagon, hey, man. Hey, 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 don't blame me for Dak Prescott's looking at receivers before he even gets to the line of scrimmage. You know what I mean? Don't blame me for Mike McCarthy running it on third and four. Don't blame me for Dan Quinn not being able to figure out Kyle Shanahan with his three safety bases. Todd Archer just told us. Like, that's not on me. I got a uh, a uh, 49ers cap. That yeah, you want me to you. I want you to jump on that bandwagon. To keep in mind, I think Cow- they need your fandom. To, you know, to make you feel better, Cowboy fan, that is their 15th straight regular season win. Wow. And Purdy, Brock Purdy's never lost a regular season game. The thing about when Dak plays badly, it seems like when he plays awful, the opposing quarterback is always dropping dimes. <laughs> yeah, it so, makes it look worse. So the dichotomy right. between the two, you're like, oh, dude, that's just awful. And he couldn't have looked any worse. We'll continue looking at that. But first, speaking of, uh, well, you know what? I was going to say looking awful. The Texas fan, they didn't, didn't look, look awful. awful. No, they you didn't looked, look awful. You look pretty damn good. You just ran into a buzzsaw. In OU, that had a lot of salt and a lot of revenge after what happened to him last year. Absolutely, man. Really, first of all, again, when you don't have any, you know, stake in the game, and you just sitting back and you just enjoying a Saturday morning like me, Hell that yeah. was awesome. Ooh. That was all like entertaining. There was back and forth, a block punt for a touchdown, fumbles, interceptions, stops on fourth down, fourth down conversions. It was a really fun game, but I think you know it came down to. Those four Mm-mm. chances at the one. Boy, that hurt. At the one. I mean, that's an all time for, for, you know, for that Red River game. That's one of those all time defensive stands. For one yard, Texas, you can't punch it in. With the, with, with, with the running back you have, with yours, worthy, tight end, like not one yard? Not one, one yard. Not one yard. And I don't fault play calling. I just thought, man, it was rivalry to its hilt, and one team just wanted it a little bit more. Sark spoke post game, and I'm not sure how you parse it or how you get mad at your team. Well, I expect us to get back on the horse. Uh, we got a we got a locker room full of competitors. Uh, this is a tight knit group. Um, I'm I'm super proud of them for what they bring every single day. It's proud of them today, um, and so we'll we'll go one game at a time. Uh, I, I think this locker room is is full of champions, and our goal is to go win a championship this year. So well, we got to go handle our business. Still attainable. You get, you'll probably me? see him again. Excuse me. Championship. I mean, the, the playoffs still a, a possibility. I'm, let's be real. I mean, it ain't all. It ain't over. At least you're not Georgia Tech. This is what or I, or, or uh, Miami could be worse. Brooks is the real deal. Takeaways from the game, Brooks is the real The running real, back? Yeah, he's, he's the real. A, he's a baller. Yeah, he's the real deal. And, again, it was, my, it was my first time watching Oklahoma this season. So, highly, highly impressed with Dil, Dylan Gabriel. I mean, I, look, when I say highly impressed, 
I'm not look. I'm just talking about Saturdays only. I'm not talking about going forward. Who gives a damn? Just on Saturdays. And what I'm talking about, what I'm impressed by is the game, the gamesmanship, the will to win. You know, when he said, "Hey, you know what? There's no, there's no throwing lanes. He's taking off and running, taking big hits, getting back up after the big hits." You could tell there's sometimes, you know, these games don't resonate with kids. You know, you're just kind of like, I, oh, you know, it's just another game for them. You sometimes you got to teach them the rivalry. You could tell after being having to sit out the game last year, Rob, this meant a little bit more to Gabriel than than most of those guys out there on that field. And he he pretty much willed them to a victory. Hell of a he had 113 yards rushing. I really liked it. I think I. I... You like him? And, yeah. and have and for they had no answer for how do you say it? Is it Farouk? Farouk. Is that, is that yeah. how you say it? Jalil Farouk? The bowling ball? Yeah. No, no, no. no. I'm talking oh. about the receiver. No, that oh, bowling ball was Walker. <laughs> Walker, that's Ty his we name. Walk, he, dude, he reminds me of um, Maurice Drew. <laughs> yeah, he is yeah, tough, He reminds me of Jones Drew. He just was, you know, he gets in between the tackles, banging people up. But, you know, Texas fought hard. Jonathan Brooks is the real deal. It seems like they've been able to find a replacement for mm-hmm. Bijan. He ain't Bijan, but they found a replacement. And they finally feature Whittington. Finally, I I felt like, look, Worthy is the man. Don't get it twisted. I understand. But Whittington is a baller as well, and they finally got the ball to him. Ten catches, a buck, 15. So Texas, you're right, Rob. Nothing to really hang your head about. It's no. just a rivalry game, and somebody's got to win. And the good news is, you, there's the way Big 12 set up, you'll probably play them again. You'll get them. You, you, it's well, not Oh, in the dead. Big 12 t- championship? Yeah, it's not over. You just Now Texas has to hope OU wins out. See, that, and this is, what, <laughs> this is what sucks for OU, because... Let's say you go to Big 12 Championship and OU comes into that game undefeated and Texas just has their one loss. So if Texas wins the Big 12 Championship, beats them that game, and they both sitting there with one loss, right? who should go? Well, the winner of the Big 12 Championship game, sadly. Well, see, TCU didn't win the Big 12 Championship last year. Well, you know what? That's a good point. But, That's I mean, why Kansas Texas State, has Kansas to State. hope OU wins out. But Texas got to win out, too. But I think if they both went out, that's what I'm saying. So if I'm OU, I'm like, damn, you, you got to go undefeated. Mm-hmm. Because, again, you're right, Rob. I think if Texas were to beat OU in the Big 12 championship game, they're probably going to send Texas to the Final Four. Which they didn't which embarrass themselves. No, it, it's not. But it's like, damn. You're right. You're right. That would suck if I'm OU. Or maybe you send both. You know what? Going into the weekend, they were both in the top four as far as possibilities. Now that might change over the next couple of weeks. So I don't think either team embarrassed themselves. Both of them in good shape to go if they both continue to play, you know, good football. Whereas A and M, clock is ticking. And you know, we can. That was you, a good game too. It was a, I was a football game. I was entertained. It was. And A and M did all they could do. They just still don't have enough. And you could question some some of the calls. There was a questionable should they go for it on the I think they were on their own forty five, I believe they're late in the third. I know Peter Burns is all upset with Jimbo on that. There was also some question at the end of the game when the Aggies did finally move the ball there late. And uh instead of going for a touchdown that they were gonna need, they went for a field goal that they would also need. There were some questions regarding that. Jimbo spoke to his decision-making. Jimbo, what went into the decision to call the timeout and then go for the field goal? Uh, down the goal we had to. Well, we were two score down. If we don't <laughs> score there, the game's over right there. You got to go. You got to get this. And I didn't want to waste the time. I said, I, I, hopefully, right. if we was going to score, we'd kick it, had three timeouts, could pin them back. But when you went there to rush the, goal, the, the field goal team on, I thought it'd be, it was too much, it'd be too much time wasted because it was under it was about 215, 220. And so we're going to call them out, kick it, go for the onside kick, and still have two timeouts. And if we got to stop, we'd have a minute left 
when we go. Ideally, I didn't want you know one score touchdown, just like we did. We scored. I thought we scored twice. I mean, one of Nias's and then the other one, and what we did. And I was trying to save the three to kick it deep and then pin them because we had planned to run really well, make them throw it, and what we did. So I wanted to get it back to a one score game. I didn't. I didn't want to take a chance on losing the game right there on fourth down. We got you, Jimbo. We got you. Can Can Patrick? Look, I, I respect Jimbo a lot. I do, but you brought you brought you opened my eyes to this last year. You got to like you got to leave your QB alone sometimes. Like Max holds on to the ball sometimes way too long, and I think it's because Jimbo is in his head. What's it called? Paralyzation by analyzation. You just you, you, I don't know, man. You're I mean, right. Like if I'm the OC, I'm like, hey man, can you stop talking to my quarterback? I got this. And I'm not I'm not blaming Jimbo for Max holding the ball too long, but you could tell he's out there thinking. And again, there's sometimes he's like I'm like, damn, that was a great throw. He's a big time quarterback. And then there's sometimes when they slow it down again, that's it's hindsight twenty twenty. But when they slow it slow it down and you see receivers come open and he won't let it go. Like there's a few times this should have been like flat out touchdowns, but he holds on too long. Next thing you know, he's getting sacked. And this ain't even a really good Alabama defense. They don't even get to the quarterback, so that lets you know how long he's holding on to the ball. We call it jimbosis. Is that what he's it is? suffering from? Jimbosis. Uh, how many quarterbacks have we watched roll through the AM program who just you see him stand there, hold the ball, hold the ball, hold the ball, looking, 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 trying to make the right decision right, right. now, and they're thinking, 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 and before you know it, you're playing for Georgia Tech. Yeah. Oh, shout out to Georgia Tech. Wow. What the hell was Young that? Mr. Haynes King showing out with Georgia Tech. Uh, a touchdown pass with .1 seconds to go uh, to take down Miami, who had the uh, the audacity to run the ball with less than a minute to go. They fumble, and Georgia Tech capitalizes on it. Uh, Haynes just dropped back and threw the ball. Just uh, threw it deep. Didn't think about it. Just threw it where it needed to be. And uh, you watched Young Johnson look like a backup quarterback. Yes. He did. But he played okay. He did. Into entertaining game. Um, also, shout out to Notre Dame. I'm introducing you to the Louisville Cardinals. <laughs> shout out to them. I know that makes you happy, Rob. <laughs> I wasn't going to go too far with that. Shout out to UTSA getting their first win in the AAC. Frank Harris returns and they put up 50. We're going to talk with Trailer today. Coach Trailer, join us. You know what I mean? Like, no problem. Frank Harris comes back. They drop 50. Just, uh, you know, no all biggie. Frank needed to do is uh, get that boot off and they got busy. But it was, uh, while it was un- not unexpected, beating Temple wasn't, it was the first of the AAC conference games. Well, Temple gave them a little, Temple gave them a fight there. Yeah, they it were better than we expected. Forth. Yeah, for sure. A lot of offense in that game. But you know what? I think, uh, UTSA Roadrunner fan, what we needed to see was offense. Yeah. The defense still struggling, can't get off the field on third down. That's killing them right now, the, them the being able to extend drive. First and second, they're fine, but third and whatever, they just cannot get off the field. i definitely talk with Coach Trailer about that. Uh, UIW had another win, I saw. Oh, yeah, they don't know who the hell they play. How, Southern how to, Louisiana, uh, some yeah, crap that, like yeah, that. Yeah, they did. They beat uh, yeah. SLU. Uh, SLU, there you go. Uh, Texas State? Uh, I don't know what GJ did. That's a that's a Joe Reinagle question. I, that's tr- a pleasure question. That's their school. I'm trying to round out how the state of Texas did. It's rough, uh, well, rough U- weekend. Texans lost. Texans, yeah. Cowboys, rough. UT, A&M. Who else? Uh, uh, Astros went Astros down. Rangers lost. held on, taking Shout care out of the, to the Rangers, though. Not a good weekend for the sporting world here in the state of Texas. Coming back, the Dallas Cowboys. The state lost. Don't. No, oh, they did go down. That's what I thought. To ooh la la. <laughs> Is that what you call them? University of Louisiana Lafayette? 
Isn't that ooh la la to you and me? Yeah, ooh la la, ooh la la. They take them down. All right, uh, Cowboys go down in embarrassing fashion. What do you do? Where do you turn when you get beaten like that? They take on their former OC a week. Uh, oh well, uh, next Monday night prep will begin on Wednesday. Where does it begin? We didn't hear from Jerry Jones, and silence is deafening. You wonder. You yeah. expect Stephen A. to smoke a cigar about the size uh, he of already posted last a night. giant salami. As he hits the day. You heard Archer. Now, Jerry didn't come down. Wow, Jerry. You got to show up, win or lose, Jerry. Can't just show up when you beat the Giants 40 to 0. It's going to be a long week for Dak. We're going to hear from him next. Speaking post game on what happened and what should have happened, all that went, a curtain went down. We're going to start looking at it one by one. How do the Cowboys turn this ship around? This is R&R. You're on 94 1, San Antonio Sports Star. All right, here's second and four at the Dallas 10, right to left now for Purdy and the Niners, and there's an inside handoff to McCaffrey and a huge gaping hole up the middle before Jordan. Now that the Cowboys say the ball came out, and they have it at the two. They did. They did. It's not an official near that football. Uh, they didn't capitalize. The, they didn't. Like you know, and that that's that's frustrating. You know, you get you create a turnover against one of the best running backs, if not, well, he is the best running back in the league, against the best team in the league, and you go out there and do nothing with it. It's going to be about placing blame today as the Cowboys yeah, get beat 42 fingers, to 10. Right? Lots of finger pointing today. And this legendary defense, you know, oh, wow. let's go. That's where we're going. Let's go there. This is a team. By every measure that was designed to have an offense that doesn't screw things up and a defense that puts them into opportune situations to score the few points that Mike McCarthy evidently wants to score. That, that's the idea. Ball control, run the ball, defense gets a couple turnovers and things go. That defense was terrible. And their leader, Micah Parsons, was MIA. How many times did we hear Micah's name last night? We they they had him on camera a lot. Oh, they, no, pre let's no, say I mean, post snap by making a play, not much. Post not pre snap. Where's Micah? Is he on the line? Is he playing linebacker? Who's he covering? How many times did we hear his name called at tackle? How many how many uh, pressures? How many times did he make a difference? Well, impact is what he. Told oh, that's us it. Impact. Yeah, yeah. He, well, he didn't have much impact last night. Let's listen to Micah post game. You gotta learn how to take a punch. We got punched in the face tonight, and that's just the reality of it. I'm not shying from. We got, we got beat up in all phases. I mean, and that's just the reality of it. So the psych, it, it can't really drop because I think I understand. Like, like I said, no champion hasn't been battle tested. Sometimes you get knocked down. Sometimes you lose a couple rounds. Sometimes you lose the fight. But it's about how you return after. How do you? Face the adversity. How do you get better? How do you not let this control you? Control you get. The, that's the thing. I get tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. I can appreciate that. I mean, it. Right? He's owning it. Oh, he owned it two weeks ago too. Yeah, the podcast gonna sound weird this week. I mean, you know, it's fun when you're coming off of forty point victories, but when you know when this happens. But at the same time, just like I said about Jerry Jones. Like, Jerry, you really, really, you don't come down and talk? So if he didn't do the podcast this week, I'd be like, wow. So the week after y'all get embarrassed, you don't do the pod? But so I guess he has to. <laughs> he, he better guess, step to the plate. I, I guess he he has to, and I, I can appreciate that. But the, the one thing that I wanted to talk about from what Todd brought up, 
and we saw this against the Cardinals, and then it came it came about again last night. Is CeeDee's Lamb's frustration and the way he's showing it, is it justified or is there a better way for him to handle it? Because I get where he's coming from. I get where he's coming from. Like, dude, I'm the guy. I'm our playmaker on offense. Figure this out. And then for him to, for Todd Archer to tell us, when CeeDee Lamb was asked, what is the identity of your offense? For CeeDee Lamb to say, I don't know. And like Todd Archer's like, dude, it's week five. Something's going on there, and I think they need to figure it out. But my question to you is, Rob, and to the listeners, is CD pouting or is his frustrations justified? Six five six three seven seven six. I don't think he's even begun thing. to it's pout. An issue. It's an issue. I think he, I don't even think the pouting has begun. I think it'll start ASAP. I think he's going to. And but this is about your stars need to hold themselves and everybody else accountable. So who is so is this frustrations with Mike or Dak? We're speaking of CD, both. Dak, you're going to have to throw me the Mike. freaking ball. I think it's ball. more Mike because Mike is not scheming him open. And Mike, you're going to have to scheme him open. But Dak, at some point, that fear of interceptions, you can put that away. You're going to throw interceptions. You know, you see that too, right? Yes, you see it. I mean, he still threw three. You know the, but. I see that the fear. I see, like, I, see uh-huh. the, I see the Max Johnson in him. Yes, I, I can't make a mistake. He's, not, he's he's suffering from gymbosis. Can't make a mistake. If I make a mistake, they're going to hold me to it. But see, if I'm CD, I look at Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase says I'm always open. And then you know Joe Burrow throws the ball to. Him. He has 15 catches yesterday. You think he wasn't doubled? You think they didn't decide? You know what? So we I better double it. Jamar Chase. I can't use that excuse. No, you can't use that. Well, you can you can use it for a week, maybe because that's weeks. what I've been saying that like, hey, their teams are taking CD away. At some point, I can't say that. Well, right? you know, you brought it up the other day about you know uh, how long can a can a stud be can be can they be placated by? Hey, all you need to be is a threat. You know, as long as they're doubling you, somebody else is open, and you should be happy with that. No, not anymore. I'll be happy with that when we're blowing teams out 38 to nothing. I'll, I'll, I'll make do with it when that happens. But in these games, but he was, stars win it. He was, again, I don't, know if it's, I don't know if I should say pouting. He's a grown man. But I, I thought he pouted against Arizona, and then mm-hmm. yesterday he was clearly frustrated. And for him to say, I don't know what I, I, our, our identity is, Again, I don't know if he's just pissed off, so he's saying that, or does he really not know what the identity is? I, well, is he right? Oh. If you have to hesitate, doesn't that mean yes? Is he right? Do they have an identity? They Do didn't you? last night anyway. I thought their identity was be balanced, uh, get the ball out quickly, and limit the amount of turnover worthy plays called. I thought that was the I thought that's what their identity was this coming into this season and sustaining drives. Now, now they may not have executed their identity, Rob, but I think that's they know, but that's what I'm saying. I think he's just ticked off because he knows what their identity is. But he, that, but saying that we're not going to make a mistake and execute, that's not an identity. No, I'm saying like be balanced. Being balanced Ball, isn't an identity though. That's a plan. 
That's different. <laughs> okay, I'm trying. I'm trying. Here. You know what I mean? I'm trying to find some. Po- I'm trying to find some positivity here, Rob. But you're making sense. You're making sense. I'm. I'm just saying. I'm. I'm, I'm reaching for straws here. I think we felt like well, the Cowboys are also a victim of circumstance. Meaning, because they have played what turns out to be four terrible football teams, three terrible ones. I mean, I don't know how we quantify the Jets. Maybe they're terrible. Maybe they're not. But they were the night we played them. And the Giants, they're terrible. They're terrible. The, the Giants are the Patriots a, are terrible. Patriots are even worse than that. So I don't. Maybe the Cowboys are a victim of circumstance in that they played three games where they didn't have to do much. So they didn't really have to establish what their identity is. And then they get into this game where we're saying, "Tell us who you are." And then, well, you know, we're a month into it, and everybody now is saying, "Throw September out the window for every team because it's modern training camp." Uh, but they still don't have it. I'm not saying that they can't establish it, but I just assumed that this was a running football team that passed when appropriate. At what point? But that's not it. Yo, so how do you even, you know, five games in, what what grade would you give McCarthy and, and Schottenheimer? A D. Damn. Well, I mean, let's be real. They're three and two. A D? Well, they're three and two. They're barely above 500. This isn't. Yes, the three they won were pretty, but at the end of the day, it's only a W and an L. They're three and two. That's a D. D plus. Five hundred would be a C. The you know, yeah. or an F. <laughs> no, for uh, giving this, if it goes to five hundred, yeah, that's it? an F, and a B would be. These next few weeks are tough. And it's going to get worse after it gets tough. It, this is it, the the slide to the, the the part of the season that when we got the schedule, everybody went, "Oh crap!" Is about is that, to begin. It, yeah, when you look, you got you got the Chargers on Monday night, which you know, yeah, I mean, a little yeah. revenge, but then I'm not the, worried about them. Then you get the bye, and then, then it comes. Then, then the Rams and Philly. So you had San Fran, Chargers, Rams, Philly. And what's after Rams and Philly? Then you get the Giants. Then you get Carolina. Then you get Washington. There we so, go. So you get a little skate. Yeah. And then it gets tough again. Yeah. Then you go back to Seattle. You well, Seattle comes to Dallas. Then Philly. Then Buffalo. Then Miami. Then Detroit. That's the run. That is the and run of death. That's November. That's November thirtieth. Start Seattle. And then December is just brutal because you go get Philly at home, at Buffalo, at Miami. Then home versus Detroit to end December. So, yeah, it's a. You got to find some wins here. You got to find some wins here. You got to find them fast because this schedule is going to get brutal at the end of November. What would you do with this offensive line? I, 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 I like the offensive line. I don't think they're doing anything. I don't think they're playing bad. No, they're not. But they certainly didn't look as good as they have been. I know it's all the five guys we've been planning on, but since they've never been together, that continuity that we keep hearing from McCarthy, oh, the continuity wasn't there. It wasn't it wasn't terrible line play. I don't feel like Dak was under terrible duress all night long. No, he wasn't. But what the 49ers did do was just take away whatever the Cowboys wanted to do. See, I, the, the the tough part about you telling everybody what you're going to do with Dak Prescott and, you know, trying to take away some of his reads and things like that. If I'm if I'm a defense and I can take away Dak's first couple of reads, I got him beat. Because he's not going, he's not going through three, four progressions. The offense isn't set up that way, and this is exactly why CD is only has four catches. Is because, like, my job as a D coordinator, okay, I'm if I'm I'm going to take Dak's first read nine times out of ten is CD. 
I'm going to find a way to take away that first read. And Absolutely. then and then the game is on. Then it's on from there, especially if you're in the game against them. So, yeah, Mike and, and Brian Schottenheimer, they got some work to do with Dak and with this receiving group because they should be getting more out of all of them, out of Cooks. You know, we talked about it with, with McCarthy. Like, yeah, I want more from Cooks. And they, they tried to get it to him. Gallup, you know, they tried to get to him, and he gets the ball deflected. That was on Dak as well. And then, you know, you can't even get CD worked in. So, Nothing going right for them right now. And again, they got some soul searching to do. And they, that bye week couldn't come at a better time after this Charger game. And if the Chargers game goes as expected. And what's, what does that mean? What do you expect? I expect the Chargers to uncork one offensively. I think they're, if I'm, if I'm the Chargers, I've had the Cowboy game circle since training camp. Well, the Cowboys don't lose two games in a row. And that's the good news. And they do have an extra day to kind of lick their wounds and prepare. And maybe at the end of the day, and this is a question for you guys, are the 49ers so good they shouldn't even be, the Cowboys shouldn't even judge themselves against them? Ooh. I mean, if you're dealing with a team that is so far ahead of you, maybe you should just be playing for second and hope you don't have to deal with first. Because uh, So you mean, so what you're telling me, you feel like last night, confirm that this isn't a Super Bowl team, even though it's only October? I don't know how they beat the 49ers. All I know is I don't think they can beat the 49ers at home. I don't think they can beat them on the road. I don't think they can beat them fully healthy. I I, I just don't see how this Cowboy team, after three examples, that the 49ers are more confident today than they've ever been that they own this. And they live in the Cowboys' head. I don't know if we can beat these guys. Well, on our best day, well, just pray Philly can beat them for you. That's the hope, right? And then you get to play. Then you play Philly, and you can beat Philly because uh, <laughs> styles make fights. I mean, matchups matter. It's it just does. A, it's a bad matchup for whatever reason. I mean, we could we could dissect the tape. We could break down everything that was said. Whatever you want to do, it's just a bad matchup for the Cowboys. You better hope you get them at home because I don't care what they, the Cowboys do. I, they're not going to win in Blue Jean Stadium. And the Eagles don't have to play the 49ers until week 13. We're going to look around the rest of the NFL, too, yeah, we with the gumbo you. that is. The Eagles are still undefeated, Rob. Ugly, but effective. They find a way. I like, every time I look up, every every week, five weeks, Rob, I've looked up and I'm like, oh, man, Philly's in trouble. Every week, five weeks, I've got Philly's in trouble. Philly's in trouble. And next next thing you know, they win the game. Who's the worst? Well, no, no, it's a bad question. Purdy is Prescott's father. No, he's not, Ryan. Well, YouTubers chiming in. Right now, we're past the quarter pole. Okay. The Deadpool should be out. Okay. Um, Sean Payton's surely on it. Should Frank Reich be on the Deadpool list? He's going to get a pass because he has a rookie quarterback and because they traded away all of his weapons. Like, you know, Bryce isn't as bad as he looks. He, he looks good at times, but this he is does. what Bryce Young is going to look like because – they don't, you know, quite frankly, this is the reason why Caleb Williams and his dad say we'll go back to school because just put in the tape of Bryce Young. And that's why Caleb's thinking about staying to school because it's not set up for you to succeed when you're going to be the number one overall pick. It's just Truth. not. Look at Truth. it. No, and Frank Wright can't coach. He should have never got that job, Rob. 80s, uh, 80s. The 8 o'clock is chop full of goodness and the beginning of the Wimby era as OKC oh, yeah. plays host. To our favorite Frenchie. More talk coming. This is RR. You're on 941 San Antonio Sports Star.
O six hundred. What's the O stand for? Oh my God, it's early. Wake me up, wake me up, wake up, wake up, wake me up, oh, wake me up, wake up. Rob Thompson. You don't believe the other way in transition to the oh. for the left hand slam. I want some rest. Rudy J. Cowboys win. How else would you settle this game? Begin each day as if it were on purpose. I wake up in the morning, I piss excellent. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning. Hey, good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. That's Rudy, I'm Rob. Easy E driving this for the next two hours. It is Monday and what we treated appropriately. Lots of cowboy talk today as they go down and go down hard. So do the, uh, well, the fight Aggies. They don't go down hard. They go down. Longhorns don't go down that was hard. A, they that was go fun down. Game. Uh, Astros go down. Not hard. We'd like to thank Carlos Correa, you turncoat, no good so and so for single handedly beating the Astros. And meanwhile, the Rangers put the Orioles back in the place they belong on the losing side of the dock. And see Clayton Kershaw get hammered on Saturday. Yeah. He Woo! said, I'd rather, be, you know, and then of course they start asking him about his playoff struggles. And he's like, well, I'd rather get here yeah. than not get here at all. Come on, you and Kirk Cousins, the lights come on. Uh, let's see here. Wimby era begins tonight as they're up in OKC to take on the Thunders. You didn't count the scrimmage as the era beginning? Well, th- now I want to talk about that uh, th- this hour. Who went? I want to hear from people that were there. What was the atmosphere? It seemed like, like a lot of people were there. Dude, did you see the pre the the pre line lined up outside to get in? Mm-mm. There was a lot of people nice. down there. Good looked job. Like a, looked like a full house. And uh, don't forget, uh, head coach, your uh, uh, Roadrunners, Jeff Trailer, uh, be here after 9 o'clock, successfully beginning their conference play, taking down Temple and, and an offensive explosion. And, man, it's nice to have Frank Harris back Isn't calling it? plays. Isn't it? It matters, doesn't it? Guys like that. Yeah, um, I'm getting a lot of heat today, Rob. I mean, I, we got college to talk about, but this is not my fault the Cowboys lost. Yes, it Stop is. it. It is. Y'all cut it out. You you, you uh, jumped on the bandwagon. You didn't no, you didn't jump on a bandwagon. You just checked out on the Bears, is what you right. did. Right. That's all I did. I got to pick up a team. I guess I'll, I'll go to San Fran or Philly. I think. I think. You want it, me to go over there? I, I think the 49ers could use. 49ers your could use. Okay, yeah. I'll get a Nick Bosa jerk for you. The Red River rivalry. Thank I, I don't even say rivalry bad. anymore because I, I just can't say it. I just I just say Red River. A speech impediment when I do that. But the what rivalry, a game. as we as we describe it. Man, it, it, Saturday began in the perfect way. I mean, the weather was spectacular. It looked right. like the atmosphere was everything you dreamed of. And fireworks from the get-go. A hell of a football game. And it did, on just as a side note, for all those guys that look at the modern college football world and go, man, all the rivalries. What are we going to do without the rivalries? And the retort is, we'll make new ones. But those old ones... They're awfully fun. Thank gosh we're going to keep this one. This one will stay. And man, oh man, it offered everything we wanted. Now, with Texas specifically, yours didn't play badly. No, I don't think I don't think he's no, he was 31 of 37. Yeah, he didn't no, play he didn't badly. play bad at all. But he didn't play good enough. No, he look, it wasn't his fault. You know, the the problem is, you know, Oklahoma, they left too much time. And then, you know, Texas, I think the the mistake they made was not just staying in their regular coverage. I, I don't know when defensive coordinators are going to realize prevent only prevents you from winning. <laughs> like, especially in college where the stupid clock stops on a first down, like it's it's an eternity. So why are you going into a keep everything in front of you type type game plan with a minute fifteen left and giving up like in two plays? 
Dylan had them in in uh, Longhorn territory. So after that, you only need another first down to get in the field goal range. So I don't understand that. And it's not just Texas defensive coordinator. We've seen defensive coordinators from the beginning of time. Like, all right, well, let's go into prevent. We won't give up anything deep. Like, what? Dylan wasn't going to take no deep shot. And if he did, I mean, UT DBs did a pretty good job of covering all day. I don't know why they went there. So it wasn't, that was not Ewer's fault. It's just one, it's a rivalry game. And somebody has to win, and they had the ball last, and they used up a whole bunch of clock. That, that's all it was. I wouldn't put that on yours. And, you know, the uh, AP voters and the rest of the country, I felt like, you know, th- th- there isn't that, oh, this is the Texas we expected. They collapsed. And no, 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 no. Texas, you know, the Texas is back thing was used. Uh, AP put them at nine. I, I think that's appropriate. Where, place they, to where were they? They were at four? Three or four, depending. I think where did three. they move OU up from? OU, OU was 12. Where are they at now? They're at five. Uh, so your top 10 is Georgia, which looked like the number one. Man. Team. I kind of like Kentucky going into yeah, that Yeah, you game. did. Woo, 51 <laughs> to 13 later. Georgia's See. back, baby. Uh, Michigan looked really good. Ohio State had a first half. They had a little sweaty. Yeah, what the hell was going on with uh, Tua's little brothers up there in Maryland? Yeah, I, I was flipping back and forth in that game because I saw it was like 10-0, 7-0. Something like that. Uh, they were down early to Maryland, but Ohio State came back. Florida State uh, fought through. Oklahoma beats Texas. Penn State very quietly there in the Big Ten. Might offer a little bit of a road. Sure. Roadblock to both either Ohio State or Michigan. Washington and Phoenix played well. Oregon continues to roll under Bo Nix. Uh, Texas comes in at nine, and USC. What they all? They barely got out of there by the by the hair on their chinny chin chin. OT. And shout out to my Buffaloes. Well, that was the OT game. Yeah, we 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 got out. We we stopped the losing streak. Dion wasn't happy with the win. Oh, we're not selling for mediocrity, Dion. Well, then I love don't you. let your guys stand in the middle of the world like they're the best thing ever in an overtime game against ASU. I, no, Come that's on now. no, that's he ripped them. He ripped them for that. He that's should. What, that's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, he was like, he, he ripped. No, he ripped them for that because it's like, dude, we just you beat Arizona State. We're not going to celebrate like this. And, and what, like, relax. And what his guys need to understand, and Dion is fully aware, is that we're. Prime's team are held to a higher standard. Right. Unfortunately, it's not it's not right. Right. But the moment a coach prime team does a little bit of barking, everybody's going to watch. Like, it. hey yeah. man, act like you've been there before. Don't be this. You barely won. You just can't do that. But uh, that was, you know, for a late night game, it was good to watch. Yeah, it was one, cool. but it was a win that they needed badly. Agree with that. They played like this is a desperation. We got to <laughs> get it, and they went and got it. They did, which is something I don't think they had that team. If it wasn't coached by Prime, I don't think it would have been exactly what they were chasing. Yeah, so uh, you lost the SEC West Saturday? Yeah. That's it? Aggie fan. That's it? Let me tell you. Clock's ticking. So what are your emotions during that game? Because you got a couple turnovers. Like, we're... How does Aggie fan watch that game Saturday? Well, here's what the takeaway was. Alabama's going to lose another game. Maybe two more. They're a beatable foot. They're a beatable football team. They I think are. they're beatable, but I'm just okay. Yeah, they still play LSU. They mm-hmm. still got Auburn. They've I still, see where you come. But L- I don't know what to think of LSU. But okay. Uh, yeah, LSU took a long time to beat Missouri, but they 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 finally did. I mean, the, that it was LSU. <laughs> it was, they finally came back and did it, but it took them a long time to get there. I think I. Oh, they still got Tennessee as well, who beat them last year. I think and M. If you want to go bright side. The Aggies were in a football game where a lot of things went wrong. And in the past, against Alabama, when things go wrong, things could have gotten up really bad. Right. And that never happened. They fought till the end. They were there. They played like a team that had beaten Alabama and weren't terribly afraid. 
But at the same time, this was an average Alabama fo- This is an average SEC team. That's what they are. They're, they're a really good Mississippi State, but this is an average Alabama. And that's a team, you, when you're at home at night, you, you should win that night. football game. Um, no, 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 nothing to walk away humiliated by. You didn't play awful. You, you had your backup quarterback, and there were some things that you could get by. But Tennessee's going to be a different bear. Now you're on the road. You're talking coming about, the, off talking about the Aggies, right? Yeah, okay. Aggies got to fly up and, and go to Knoxville next week. Uh, this is one of those things that if it doesn't go well early, in the the toughest place to play in college football right now. You feel like Knoxville is the toughest place in college football right now? Last couple wow. of years, man, that's a tough place to go. That that is a rowdy atmosphere. And they got an they got an offense that puts up points. So yeah, you got to bring your hard hat and your lunch pail for sure. This is why Texas gets to skate on through the Big Twelve. <laughs> no, and you know what? I'm glad you brought that up. I'm glad you brought that up, Rob, because speaking of the SEC, this it was brought up in our WhatsApp chat, and you know, Pledger said, "Hey." Both of these teams look like they're SEC teams. These are SEC defense because I was like, man, both defenses look really good. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, you know what? Let's wait and see when you got to go back to back to back SEC. Because like when you look at Bama, you just got AM. Now you got to go to Arkansas. Then you got to go to Tennessee. Then you got to go to Kentucky. Then you got to go LSU. Like it's one thing to have to play one team. Like OU, as far as Texas goes. Okay, you play OU like, man, that was a tough game. Man, we look like we belong. But then after that, you got to get your body back ready to go on the road in another hostile environment. So it's a little different going from OU to Baylor, Baylor to OU, than it is going, okay, next year you're going to go OU, then maybe Georgia. Like It's it's different when that your bot, the toll it takes on your body and playing against those teams, like playing against NFL players week to week. It's not like I'm talking about like it's his bruising football. No, I'm just saying you're playing NFL players three, four weeks in a row sometimes. So it's a little bit different. But they do both look like they belong. Yes. They both look like they belong, but it's just it takes a toll on your team three, four weeks in a row. And the the problem of don't let one loss turn into two. Just because Yeah, because then the season Yeah, the season's a wash then if you're trying to play for titles. And you gotta get over it. Now I don't know how quickly the Cowboys are gonna need or have to get over it, because the Chargers are coming and the Chargers, eh, you know, they're good, but they ain't great. You play your game, you expect to beat the Chargers. And I saw the Cowboys have already opened as a favorite. Yeah, one and a half. So I, I think you look at it and go, talent on talent, you're in good shape. And when you're dealing in the SEC like this, right. you can't even the thought of the Alabama loss has to be Tennessee's coming, baby, and you got to get on a plane on Friday to go play it. There ain't no looking back. You got to you, you get one day to cry. That's about what I'm it. saying. That's, that's where you are. Like you're an Aggie. Like man, we just played Bama, and now we got to go play this high octane offense in Tennessee, a team you don't know, you hardly play uh, uh, on the road, coming off a loss. That's where the SEC is, and you know Texas OU. Yeah, you're gonna quit yourself fine, but the. Just the, the, the toll that midseason takes on you. It just keeps coming. The body blows are going to keep coming, and we're going to keep covering them. Hey, coming back, as the uh, Aggies and Longhorns go down, they, they expect to rebound. Can the Cowboys rebound? Did we, did I, put way too much into this game? Because I wake we up all this do. morning going, this season could be all but over. I don't know how you come back from a pants in like that. We'll figure out how they do and hear from the starting quarterback. Yeah, he had a couple interceptions that last night. It'll be a long week for the Cowboys, and it starts right here. This is R&R, and you're on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. 
Good morning, everybody. If you can actually say that after what we saw last night in San Francisco. The Blitz starting at 2 o'clock. Joe Reinagle back from vacation. But, yeah, it's all Cowboys and Niners. Damn, Rudy, we told you not to jump on our bandwagon, man. It is, it is unfortunate that when I get here, this is what happens. Jump on that Roadrunner bandwagon. They're 1-0 in conference play. Yes, sir. First place in the AAC, amongst others. Jeff Trailer, head coach of those uh, Roadrunners, uh, after a successful trip to Philly, will join us just a little after 9 o'clock. Looking forward to uh Yeah, I can't wait. It's going to be a good week. Uh, I've seen some commercials. Mexican Heritage Week. Oh, okay. Uh, all kinds of stuff going on at the Dome. It should be a big old party as they're coming home. That feels like it's been forever since they've been at home. It does. So I, I'm sure they're ready to get back home as well. We're due a good tailgate in, in mid-70s. It's about that time, man. We got UAB Saturday at 7 at night. Is that the fight in Trent Dilfer's? Oh, yeah. Trent Dilfer is the coach Let's over there. see if they can make him mad. I love an angry Trent Dilfer is a good Trent Dilfer. I want to see. Have you seen that his blow up a couple weeks ago? No. Oh, just Google Trent Dilfer blow up. It's a... It's was it at the ref thing. or is it his team? Uh, I, you know what? I don't think it matters. I, I, I think he was. I think it was at a ref, quite frankly. Okay. Um, but uh, find Trent. Dilfer. It was at his own coach. Oh, it was at. He was, was at his coach. I knew it wasn't one of the players. Nothing wrong with that. But uh, Dilfer was accountability, quite, Rob. That's it. That's what Mike McCarthy that's, talked that's about. Accountability, matters. baby. You said it. Uh, I didn't think it was possible that you could put too much on one game, but evidently they did. Uh, do you feel like the Cowboys season is over do, because the 49ers were so much better that 13 weeks from now, if they do run into the wild card, whatever it might be, uh, I, they can't beat them no matter what. So what's the point? Yeah, that's that's the most disheartening part about yesterday. It's not it's not it is a loss in October because, again, it's October. We still got all November all of December and some of January. The problem is you feel like, man, you now you start to look at the schedule and you try to say, hey, okay, how can we avoid these guys? Because you know deep down you don't feel like there's any reason other than injuries that you can beat them. So you just want to avoid them. So, again, the season ain't over. It's just now the realization finally set in. Like this isn't right now, but this particular era is not a rivalry. No. It is a, it is a you know, it's a one-sided beatdown. Like, that's three times in a row. If a team beats you three times in a row, they're just better than you. And that's the most disheartening part today. Like, okay, so, you know, when the playoff brackets come out. <laughs> yeah, we're start, wild card team. You know, first of all, they got to get there. But once you get there, both teams get there, you start wondering, like, okay, now, what do we need to happen to avoid the 49ers? So, with the, let's let's do this. What we saw from the 49ers was as close to a perfect football game as the 49ers can play. I mean, McCaffrey didn't run the ball well, but they made up for it in a lot of other ways. Yeah, defensive masterpiece. Brock Purdy threw some pretty damn good balls. You know, I guess it kind of figured. And that's just, the, you see, that's another thing what Kyle Shanahan has on Mike McCarthy. I feel like Kyle Shanahan knew, now, you know, our, we'll have opportunities for IU. We'll have opportunities for Debo. I'm going to feature Kittle tomorrow. I'm going to feature Kittle this Sunday. I'm, 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 what I've seen on tape, the tight end position, you can work. You can work over the Cowboys in that situation because Kittle. I ain't heard from Kittle this year. No. Has anybody else heard from Kittle this year? I haven't really heard from him. But obviously, something that my, Kyle Shanahan and his OC and his, you know everybody on the offensive side of the ball said: Look, they can be had here. 
clearly that was the case. Because, again, I haven't really heard much from Kittle. I, I, I don't know. I've, I've been seeing him on SportsCenter highlights. So so tell me this. So it, tip, it, it, tip my cap to Kyle Shanahan. He has Mike McCarthy's number. How, what do the Cowboys do? If you're looking at the what little game film other than what we saw live, what's the thing the Cowboys got to fix? First. What's first? First of all, you got to figure out a way to get the ball into your playmaker's hands, and I'm speaking to number 88. I mean, last year he had 107 catches. I don't know what, almost damn near 10, 10 touchdowns, something crazy like that. And you go 12 and 5, and you have the number one offense. So what was it last year? What did he have? I'm looking at it. Oh, it does, it's not up there. But I know for sure he had a, over 100 catches and a damn near 10 touchdowns. So you got to figure out to get him the ball. That's stars, number one. Stars lead the way. Stars are stars for a reason. Yeah, nine touchdowns, 1,300 yards. That He is not on pace for that right now. So pick up the pace on your offensive side of the ball, specifically with your wide receivers, which, you know, they haven't had to use them all that much. There hasn't been a lot of need to get guys deep and, you know, desperation third and eight calls. We haven't had to see a lot of that. They've been effective through the 20s. But what we saw last night was an offense that, by CeeDee Lamb's definition, has no definition. They don't know who they are. At least CD doesn't know who they are. Yeah, Todd Archer telling us that CD Lamb telling them that he doesn't know their identity is uh, troublesome, to say the least. It, 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 that worries me. And then also what worries me is Dak doesn't look comfortable in McCarthy's offense. He looks hesitant. He looks like he they're trying they they've tried to make him something that he he doesn't feel he is, and he's just not comfortable yet. In the two games, you know, yesterday he just looked like a lot like Max Johnson. Like, you know, kind of scared to pull the trigger. And then when he did pull it, it was either too late or too early, and he threw three interceptions. So, you know, that's why you that's why you trade for Trey Lance. Ooh, that was a big jump. <laughs> that's why you trade for Trey Lance, <laughs> just in case you can't get this thing back on track. But, again, Mike, Mike will be the first head to roll because they gave him full control, and it's not looking good thus far. But he has time. There's 12 games left. 12. There's 12 games left. So we're going to harp on this this week. But when you like, think about that, Rob. There is still 12 games to play. Yes. But 12. This game, they knew what they were coming up against. They knew that this was a team that had knocked them out of the playoffs in different ways two consecutive years. This was a game that was going to be the measuring stick as the season went on. And they fell flat on their fast on their face and what makes this even worse is everything they did in prep didn't help. They didn't see what San Francisco was going to do coming at all. This is Dak didn't see it coming. As you said, put everything into this and uh, got punched in the mouth. Um, called a couple of weeks ago, humbling against Arizona. Uh, but this may be the most humbling game I've ever been a part of. Um, felt good about the preparation. Felt good about everything, honestly, coming into this game, matchups, and they beat us in every aspect. <laughs> yes, they did, Dak Prescott postgame. The, when you get beat like that, I don't know. And when did Dak get so slow and unathletic? <laughs> Did that? No, I'm, I'm not. I'm not even trying to be funny. Like I know the he broke his leg, but keep in mind, he broke rushing records at Mississippi State. Like, when did he become so unathletic? Like, it's like sometimes I'm like, damn, you can't get away from him. He looks like he's always running uphill. 
He has some athleticism. Where? What is he doing? Like, what happened? Well, he ain't like, fast. I'm, I know. He's never been fast, but he's Rob. Quick. He but can, he's been able to get away. Right. He's got three-yard quickness. Like, he sometimes get out of your it's way. just like, damn, dog, are you in seat? What, are those Jordans heavy? Like he he doesn't feel athletic at all to me anymore, and I don't know what I don't know what's there's a lot that went wrong yesterday, Robin. We're probably overreacting to it, but it just sucks because you know it. They're the boogeyman. Like Can the you boogeyman. overreact to a forty-two to ten drubbing on well, national TV? There's twelve games left, but last night when there were thirteen games left, yikes! I mean, that's it wasn't even close. The first seven drives, the Cowboys, punts and interceptions. They had one first down in the first seven drives. One. And Tony Pollard never fumbles. Never. And th- some of that's football gods. Some like, how that does is- that ball stay in bounds? Like, that is a game-changing thing. That, that ball. Normally, nine times out of ten, Rob, literally, yes. nine times out of ten, that ball just kind of trickles out of bounds. And we, nothing to see here. It spins like someone just scored a touchdown, and it just falls down in bounds. But it's funny how teams that are winning have those kind of things happen. Right. The momentum creates it. Great I don't know point. why, but it, but it did. And it. Great point. The way that San Francisco, from the kick, from the first possession. They look different. <laughs> they look different from the gate. And that was the most concerning when you saw that defense walk off the field after it was six consecutive plus plays. Like, boom, 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 touchdown. There wasn't a a slowdown. There wasn't a drop. There wasn't a concern. They rolled out with their first seven play script that didn't even get to the seventh play. It looked it looked like practice. You know how in practice, you know, offense is going up and down the field because you're not really touching anybody. That's what that first drive looked like, and I was like, "Oh wow, oh wow," is right. And the deer in the headlights look wasn't quite there, but you could tell the defense walking off well, the field, see, going, "We ain't ready for this." And that's what Micah meant, and we'll get to phones here. But that's what Micah meant when he said, "We got to learn to take a punch." And I think that's what that was, Rob. Like that defense, because they've been so good, they were like, "Wait, what was that?" What, you know what I mean? And then you don't know how to react to it, and you kind of like you get punched in the mouth, and you're startled, and your eyes are watering. <laughs> You know what I mean? You're trying to gather yourself, mm-hmm. and next thing you know, you look up and it's 42-10. We missing Trayvon yet? Damn. He threw a curve at me. I don't even know if he could have saved that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if he I don't know if I don't know if that would have been enough. Six, but five, it would have helped. Yeah. Six five six three seven seven six six five six ESPN. No reasons, no excuses. This was a beatdown. Uh Gary, what you got to think? Man, I'm going to tell you something. Dak Prescott ought to be ashamed of himself for getting on uh, the radio and lying like that. We didn't see this coming. Man, you've been prepping for this game for the whole year. This ain't the first time you played San Francisco. You guys got outplayed all the way across the board. Now, Tony Pollard, I've always been taught, and I taught kids that I coach, once you're going to that side, you switch that ball to the left hand, so if it gets knocked out, it goes out of bounds. He still had that ball a little bit in his right hand. And the coverage was horrible. Third and two twice. Third and two twice. Why is McCarthy throw passes on third and two? <laughs> you just run the ball. And you just act like Lefke's not on the team. Every time I've ever seen the guy run the ball on short yards, he gets like four or five yards. But whenever it's time for you to run up for a short yardage, you get it to Pollard or or, or Dowell. You know what? The two times third and two, and they passed on both downs, I didn't realize that. 
Yeah, but then they ran it on third and five, and they got tackled for a loss. I he, yeah, Mike Mike didn't have it. Mike, it wasn't Coach McCarthy's best game yesterday. You want to prove who you are? You pick up a first down on third and two, running the ball. Well, there was a certain guy that was able to do that. Oh, that and, <laughs> and they said that they said he was washed. Well, yeah, there's number twenty one was getting those first downs. Gary, great call as always. Good call, Gary. Hey, coming back, the gumbo is hot, and there's some hot seats going on. Would you rather be Sean Payton today or Mike McCarthy? It's a toss-up. Oh, and can we finally <laughs> admit that Frank Reich sucks? Yes. The NFL's telling truths, and we're going to give them to you. That's coming next. Our R&R, you're on 94.1, San Antonio Sports Star. R&R in the morning on 94.1, San Antonio Sports Star. Hey, good morning to you. Top of the morning to all. Spurs playing tonight. We'll what? get into Wimby. Are they? And, I want to see a little Wimby Chet action. Oh, here you go. So Wimby you, Chet. You're going to buy man into this. Man. You're going to buy into this uh, man-made rivalry. It's Wilton Russell. It's the beginning. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> it's the beginning, do right? Don't do that. No. Why is this the thing? Because they both they've got the same bodies. Well, they can they can share pants. They got different draft class. They just got the same body, so I guess we're gonna make this a rivalry. Yeah. Now I know. Now I know for sure. Like the one thing I know about Chet, he thinks very highly of himself. So I could see him making this a thing. I hope so. Uh, we do want to hear from anybody who went to the uh, open scrimmage. Yeah, who went on, out there on Saturday? I saw video pregame. Look, they had their their drone flying over the top. I don't know who had the drone, but man. Good turnout for a free uh, for a scrimmage for a free. Uh, I, I would bet you know it's kind of like a uh, the Buffaloes. Uh, you know, you get two people for spring game. De- Dion shows up and they sell out. The same with Wimby. I don't think they've ever had a scrimmage that looked like that. And next year they're going to charge. Going to be tickets. <laughs> yeah, they're going to be free. Like uh, who's the best team in the NFL today, apart from the 49ers? Oh, apart from the 49ers? Because I, I guess think the Eagles. Alone. Then I think so too, man. I mean, last week I was saying, you know, last week's power rank is in Buffalo. Then they go to London and get their teeth kicked in by the Jags. But right now, I mean, it's the 49ers. I guess the Chiefs, they are. The Chiefs have only lost one game. I don't know what to make of the Chiefs. Both those teams are winning ugly, so it's hard to tell. Uh, But they're still, see, maybe the Chiefs, because they've been to five straight AFC title games, they've been to three Super Bowls. I feel like, and this is crazy to say in the NFL, but I do. I don't think the Chiefs are, have the pedal to the metal. Well, that's a, an, a possibility. I, I, but see, I get that in the NBA. But can you? Can you? You know what I mean? Can you coast? Um, can you coast in the NFL? Like, is Pat Mahomes good enough to coast? Andy Reid, like, hey, I ain't going in deep into the playbook yet. I, I don't know if you can do that in the NFL. I don't think you can coast, but you can be basic. You know what I mean? Like you can be basic against the Vikings. You don't have to be. You don't have to put pull out those extra special. I don't know how you define it, but it it doesn't. I don't think that they're running as hot as they can. But I will say I don't think they can get as hot as they've gotten hot before. I don't think there's enough there. There, the Benton Mahomes is still good enough to get them where they need to be. But turning on the light switch ain't going to happen anymore. Yeah, and you know. The, the, them losing the first week to Detroit doesn't look that bad now because no. of what Detroit is. Speaking of Detroit, third, fourth best team in the NFL. You Detroit. think they're you think they're better than the Cowboys? Because I asked you this last week, you said no. Well, today I do. 
You and think Detroit's better than situation. Dallas Cowboys? Uh, until proven otherwise, Detroit came and brought all three phases of the game. They just they they, they hit beat hard. Carolina though. I know, uh, and you know, I'm not saying that they're the best team in the NFC, but they're they certainly the, the Chiefs. But yeah, they're, they're certainly the best in their division, and uh, I, I wouldn't sure. want to play them. I wouldn't want to play them at any point. They run the ball, they throw the ball, and they hit you hard. And David Montgomery, you ain't do that with Chicago. Yeah. What the heck? I like that football team. And I like them because they're going to win games they're not supposed to because just the way that they play. They were supposed to win that game. But the way that they play, they're going to get some that they probably shouldn't. And speaking of getting some they shouldn't, the Jets <laughs> on the road, the, the, the Hackett Bowl, and over and done with. So... I, look, I'm not going Joe Ryan on this. I don't believe that Sean Payton just forgot how to coach. I don't think Sean Payton can't coach. But something is wrong. I don't know if it's the message. Is it Russ? I, what in the hell is going on with the Broncos? You said, who would you rather be? It's McCarthy by a mile, and he got beat 42-10. Who would you rather be, Mike McCarthy, Sean Payton? It's Mike McCarthy. Even with the 32-point beatdown, even looking like like you don't belong in the same stratosphere, it's still better to be Mike McCarthy today. The way Sean Payton talked about Nathaniel Hackett, and then you go out there and lose that game, and then the way the game ended on that fumble, and I wonder if that's a bad beat, by the way. Oh, it happened. I don't know. I don't know who the favorite was, but the Jets were already winning. But it's it is it's as close to a dumpster fire as you can be, considering what happened last year it looks the same yeah it Uh, doesn't look like it looks like nathaniel hackett is still coaching the broncos there's an arrogance to sean payton is that why we is that why we're like having fun at his expense well i I think this arrogance just like the urban meyer arrogance of i know what the hell i'm doing i know i'm new here but i'm going to bring what i did before to this and it it doesn't work he was the first hire of this new ownership, right? Or the second hire. They hired Hackett, this new, the Waltons, right? They were involved with the Hackett. Well, that, that was, they, see, so they did the same thing the Broncos did. The Broncos only hired Nathaniel because they thought Aaron would go. Right. So it that, worked. So the Jets were like, hey, we're going to go after Aaron. Let's go get Hackett. But it worked for the Jets. So I'm trying to figure out the power structure with the Broncos themselves. So the Waltons got in and they were talked in, into bringing in Hackett to go get Aaron Rodgers. That was going to be their splash move. Right. That didn't work. So they fire Hackett and then they're talked into bringing in a Super Bowl champion to right the ship. That hasn't worked. No. Do you fire? I mean, there's no benefit no, of keeping can't. Peyton around. You can't fire him. No? no? Why? Because then you're paying two coaches to be at home. This is the Waltons. Who cares? Dude, have you seen how many employees they have? The Waltons don't like paying money. <laughs> it's like three employees at Walmart. You got to do everything yourself. Well, I'm going to go ahead and call it. They're not going to fire him. Sean Payton ain't going to be the Denver Broncos head coach next year. I'm going to go ahead and call it. it what do you think he's going to quit? Gonna, you think he's going to quit? No, they're gonna, you think he's going to turn this around? You think this is this is going to get better? I don't think he's going to turn it around, Rob. But I. I because you're still, what, I'm sure that you're still paying the thing, Hackett, then you got to pay Sean Payne, then you got to pay the new coach. I just don't see that. I, I, this isn't going to get any better. This team is god-awful, you know, and it's I about keep, to get worse. I keep waiting on it to turn. It's about to get worse. Did you see him and Russell going at it? This is not going to work. So he's either going to bench him. Is he getting $18 million a year? Hell no, he ain't. Hey, no, he's safe. 
You're safe. <laughs> I did not know his contract was almost $18 million a year. No, you can't fire him. Now they're going to have to be a few more self-checks at the Walmart. And then, you know, and I, I mean, he, he had some harsh words for Russell Wilson coming off the field. This is going to get up. This is about to blow up ugly. Are you kidding me? Russell Wilson is about to come out swinging. He's taken abuse for two consecutive years now, and he doesn't have the justification to swing. But, but a lot of gonna. people, th- a lot of people feel like he's the problem. Well, that's why he's you backed into. A, well, yeah, he's backed into a corner. What is he going to just sit back and take this? I, I uh, don't be a sideways. Well, I, I give it a week before he says something about his coach. I give it a week. Uh, okay. If you're, Sean, be if, if you're Sean Payton, do you go to Jared Stidham? Yes, I bench him. I mean, Jared Stidham's not a better option. No, he's not. A, he's a worse option. But what we're, we're zero and four. Well, no, they five. got they got one oh, win right. against they got, Chicago. They're one and four. <laughs> they got, yeah, they got pantsed at home, and pantsed is not the they best. They get pantsed. But the way that you lost was right. inept. It's, it's embarrassing. You inepted your way into a it's loss. Embarrassing. It, the, the finger pointing is about to just blow up in Denver. Now that basketball season's here and that title, the team that holds a belt, is starting to get back to work, and Denver fans are now going to go buy Nugget tickets instead oh. of Broncos tickets. Oh, okay, I got you. Uh, it's about to get and ugly then, in Denver. And, and, and then you play Patrick Mahomes this week, yeah, so it, you're 1-5. It gets ugly. It's gonna, it, that's going to get ugly. Uh, Carolina, there's no, it's not going to get ugly. But you hate Frank Reich. Frank Reich sucks. He, he sucks out loud. He never should have got the job, no. Rob. I, again, and it, it's always weird to me to see. Like, I understood Andy Reid getting Kansas City's job. Like, there's some guys you get, like, hey, he got fired, and then next thing you know, two days later, he has a gig. Andy Reid, what he did in Philly, I understood why they let why Philly moved on, but I fully understood why Kansas City brought him in. They Frank inter- Wright was awful in Indianapolis. Like, how in the hell? Does he get a, that job? Like, how do you land on your feet after doing that horrific of a job in Indianapolis? And the it ra- doesn't make sense to me. The ramifications are just kind of ripple with this because Reich shouldn't have gotten the job. Bienemy should have. Mm. So you look at Bienemy mm. now, marooned with the commanders and what's going on there. And I'm not sure he'll ever get a head coaching job See, after that's all this. What I'm saying, like, taking this job was such a risk for for my guy Bienemy because if it doesn't go right, then everybody says, "You see, yep." You see, even though Hold that it. ain't right, he should get a he should get an opportunity to at least fail. I mean, Nagy did, and Doug Peterson did, and hell, Frank Wright's got two. And Wright should be fired tomorrow. And it's not that Bryce isn't good. It's not that. It's just I watched that team, and Bryce isn't getting any better. There's no, there's no improvement. Well, yeah, give, give him some time, right? He's played five games at this level. No, there's a, there's a five. There's a come frustration. I watched, the, I watched a lot of that game for some reason because you like Detroit. No, I was stuck in front of that. I, it doesn't matter. Whatever, but yeah. I, I saw enough of that game to go. Carolina, it, they're they're all kind of looking in the same direction, but they're not really headed in the same direction. If that makes some sense, no, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, I I don't like the way Bryce the offense is structured for Bryce. I don't think it's going to be an effective That's thing Frank for him. That's Reich's fault. I, just that doesn't look good at all. That they traded DJ Moore. They they had to because that's how they got Bryce. But you know they're dealing with nothing up there. And there's nothing. no talent coming around to Ben. You know what I mean? They gave up their number one. That's it's gonna going be, to Chicago. So I think we can start calling some expectant things. Carolina, it's going to be a long one. Watching the the, the Texans Atlanta game. 
was. I don't know why I was watching that game. I guess I wanted to see C.J. Stroud, but yeah, I, I, I was. I enjoyed watching C.J. Stroud, and I enjoyed watching Bijan Robinson. But there was a couple things out of that. First of all, I'm, I continue to be impressed with Stroud. I know it was a losing effort, but I really like him. I like I, his poise. All of that, just for, as for a young kid. But you know what? Why it's fun watching Bijan is because when Atlanta makes that pick, everybody says, "What the hell are you doing? You don't take a running back that high." But then when you see what Bijan is doing, he. Mm-hmm. What Bijan is doing for Atlanta makes them so difficult to contain. So difficult. So, again, sometimes there's exceptions to the rule, Rob. Well, and, I, and, it, and it looks right now to be that Bijan Robinson is the exception to the you don't take a running back that high rule. And Jonathan Taylor, back in the fold, got paid. You know, <laughs> and then Ross goes off. And then Ross is like, oh, y'all going to pay him to come back? I'll do this. Hold my beer. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Ross goes off. I know Jonathan Taylor's like, Okay. It could have been you. He just wasn't. Who is Jim Ursay? Like, you talk about this dude's mama pretty much and Jonathan Taylor. And then as soon as he comes off of the pup, you pay him? Well, it's kind of like dating a stripper with a slight coke problem. What the? <laughs> there's some benefits to it. There's some fun times in front. But there's a lot of negative, too. That's what's what? playing with Ursay is. <laughs> You're playing for a stripper with a slight That coke is problem. a hell of an analogy. Right? There, there, <laughs> okay. There's some fun things to it. Let's not kid ourselves. It's, there's a lot of fun. And sometimes the crazy stripper will do some things above and beyond, like right. pay you ridiculous amounts of money above and beyond what every other owner was like. Hey, man, didn't you read the memo? We yeah. could have locked this down for the next five years. We could have put a, 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 a ceiling on the running back market. I had no idea. I did not see this coming. I knew he was coming off the pup, but I had no idea Ursay was going to give him a contract. But, like you brought up with Bijan, when you have a difference maker running back, when you have the difference maker, because as good as a difference maker wide receiver can be, Mm -hmm. a quarterback has to deliver the ball to him. On time, all that good stuff. A running back, all the quarterback got to do is turn around. If you when you get a running back and it works, that's why that chase will always be there, and that's why there will always be high paid running backs. Because I see what Bijan did; he was worth the draft pick. And then McCaffrey kind of played. And speaking of running backs, he kind of played the decoy, Rob, because the Cowboys focused on him big time, and it worked. But it left a lot of other things open, like receivers. When they when Bert Purdy did make a complete pass, there was no one in sight. Mm. Nobody in sight, and that's why Kittle goes off, and that's why Ayuk gets busy because they were focused on McCaffrey. And, Sh- and Shanahan was like, oh, that's what y'all going to do? Hold my beer. So, we tough like- sledding when you do have a good running back, though. Kamara comes back, New Orleans mm-hmm. gets a win, so you're you're on to something. And we would like to welcome the Cincinnati Bengals to the 20 Hey, there's Joey. Season. We've been expecting you, Joey. Ooh. Hey, Jamar Chase cusses at the media, cusses at Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow says, all right, all right, you're right. Here's 15 catches. 15? Hey, CD, you may want to pull a Jamar Chase, CD. <laughs> Go cuss Dak out. <laughs> you Go cuss him out. You'll get your 15 grabs next week. But, I mean, you know, Dak ain't Joe Burrow. But you know what I'm saying, CD. Go cuss somebody out. Start demanding it. CD is frustrated. But, man, it, it's funny when Cincinnati, when they, you know, they pop it into the groove. Boy, they found it quick. Yeah. When Burrow got healthy and found the clicks, boy, it went. That offense looked like the Super Bowl offense. I mean, it, everything they wanted to do worked. Yeah. Everything they wanted to do worked. Coming through the weekend, biggest surprises for you? Biggest surprises for me this weekend. One, Jonathan Taylor getting paid. Um, 
Buffalo losing to Jacksonville, or is that just a, that's uh, just that that's a dude? It's I get what the NFL is doing. You're making so much money, you're running out of ways to make money. So you're like, oh, let's go play in Germany and London. But it's stupid. I, I don't I don't blame Buffalo for losing that game. Like your body clock and all that other stuff. Jacksonville's been sitting there for two weeks. They have an advantage over you. Their body clock is on the right time. It's like it's weird to be doing that. But I get why the NFL works. But the biggest surprise of the weekend, I have to say, the Dallas game. Like, I, them losing, okay, that's cool. I picked Dallas to win, but even if they would have lost, I'm like, okay, cool. Because the way the last, so 23-17 and then what, 19-12? To go to that? It got worse. To go to 40-12? to Nah, I didn't see that. 12? I didn't see that. It's it's I, easy to pick on that. So that's, the, that's to me, is the biggest surprise, the beat. Down. To me, it's Belichick in New England. Really? I You know. Well, because of what happened last week for the way we responded. It, right. How bad it's gotten. I mean, that was at home. They've scored three points in two weeks. What? Oh, that's right. They only scored three against the Cowboys. And then they got shut out by the New Orleans Saints. Shout out to that Saints defense. They got me helping me beat Minix in our fantasy league. I don't know how this comes to bear. I don't think Sean Payton will be coaching next year. Well, 18 man will probably keep him there. Belichick, I, I oh. it's always rough at the end. Yeah, I asked you at the beginning of the show, and y'all can chime in, would you fire a legend like Bill Belichick? And I know one of our YouTubers said, hey, dude, Tom Landry got fired. And there's no, I mean, no one wants to get fired. And I'm a, how do you fire a legend, Rob? I, like that. Like he's made them a part of title town. Like New England should be nowhere near Pittsburgh and San Fran and Dallas when it comes to Super Bowls. They shouldn't be, but he put them there. So how do you fire that man? He but when you him. clearly you should fire. <laughs> it, it it is over. Yeah, it, you are bereft of talent, of leadership, and of direction. I don't know at what point you let him go. You want to talk about talent, leadership, and direction? That's the UTSA Roadrunners and the guy that has put them on the map, Coach Jeff Trailer. Led them to their first conference win in the AAC. Will be joining us next as we look forward to. A full conference schedule with a starting quarterback that we recognize, Frank Harris, back. We're talking to Coach Trailer next. It's R&R, and this is 94-1 San Antonio Sports Star. It's 0600. What's the O stand for? Oh, my God, it's early. Wake me up. Wake me up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake me up. Wake me up. Wake up. Rob Thompson. You don't believe the other way in transition to the oh. fourth. I want some nasty. Rudy J. Cowboys win. How else would you settle this game? How about this, Cowboys? Yeah. each day as if it were on purpose. I wake up in the morning, I piss excellent. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning. Hey, good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. It's R&R in the morning, a Monday edition, a film don't lie edition. As we look back to the weekend that was, your UTSA Roadrunners had a successful outing up in Philadelphia, winning 49-34, to over a 1,000 total yards of offense. Let's talk to the head coach of the UTSA Roadrunners. Uh, welcome aboard, Coach Trailer. Fine weekend of football you had. Yeah, good morning. Thanks for having me on. How you feeling, Coach? Y'all good to be back home, ain't it? We are. We are. It's always good to go on the road, you know, in some weather that wasn't ideal with some, you know, they keep talking about this city of brotherly love. I don't know how <laughs> that stuff gets started. I'm the meanest people in the world up there. And our kids got our first 
you know, AAC conference win in the history of our school. So really happy for my kids. It's been a long month. I know it's just a two-game losing streak, but when you do it on a bye week, that's a month of losing. Jeff Trailer joining us here on San Antonio Sports Star. Uh, you got your quarterback back, although the other two had stepped in admirably, but it's always nice to have Frank Harris back there. Tell us about the, what it meant to have him and what he did had to get the had to do to get the points and the and the yards required to win a, a shootout. Well, just first when he walks out there, everybody just plays better. I mean, everybody feels better about themselves. He's just been doing it for so long. And I hate how everybody paints the picture, you know, on media that he's been playing seven years. The kid's played four years. Yeah, he's had he's been in school seven years. He's gotten to play four. And I hate how they paint that, that he's got like 10,000 yards and he's played for seven years. Uh, not that you media people would ever do anything like that, but I can't stand it when certain media people just paint a narrative that's not fair for that kid. But we play better when he's out there, no doubt. Yeah, you know what? It is That's a heck of an accomplishment, by the way, Coach, to get for him to get to 10,000 yards. Coach, talk, you talked about it in um, after the game with JJ. What what's, what what went on on third down with your defense? Y'all having trouble getting off the field on third down? Yeah, very frustrating. I mean, we did a great job of turning them over. Uh, we had three. One of them was called back. So really proud about that. We did a great job of shutting down their running game. Uh, but man, our dime package was not very good. Uh, we're not getting after the quarterback very well. Um, you know, we've, we've had three crucial injuries over there, uh, guys that get after the quarterback, and we're not getting to him. And then uh, we busted a couple times in the back. They made some great plays, too. Right. Now, Kurt Warner's kid's a really good quarterback, but some of that was self-inflicted. Uh, very disappointing. Three weeks in a row now. We haven't just been real good on defense. Started the year off, that was the strength of our team. Uh, we, we've got to adjust to some of these injuries, some of these young men that are replacing them. Uh, we've got to do a better job of coaching them right now. Uh, the running game came to play. Robert Henry, 78 yards, a couple touchdowns. Uh, tell us about how the uh, the added value of Henry and the rest of the background or your running backs have helped get you through the lack of Frank Harris over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, Kavorian ran the ball well. Each of them had the same amount of carries. Each of them had a touchdown, I believe, maybe two. Uh, you know, you just got to be patient with that stuff. Uh, you know, it's always two yards to carry you in the first quarter, about three yards to carry in the second about four yards to carry in the third. It's like a boxing analogy is what I give my kids. We just got to keep giving those body blows and be patient with it. Uh, and that fourth quarter, you know, you'll wear them out and you'll start hitting the, the home run. Coach, is this the first time if it's this season you feel like you're getting closer to getting both sides of the ball on the same page? You know, I know you started the year off. The defense was playing really well. The offense was trying to get his footing. You know, I feel like Saturday was the first time. Like, Of course, like you said, the third down, there's some stuff to clean up there, but – it seems like it's all like you know at the perfect time about to come together and both sides getting on the same page. We're closer, you know. Our special teams was very solid again. I hate it that they, the holding penalty. I can see how they made the call. Uh, David Amador made a really great block over there, but the guy he was blocking kind of fell down as David was blocking, so it looks like David took him down. So I understand the call, but we're just getting so close. Uh, we got to get some third down defense fixed. It was just good to get some consistency on offense. We put the, our offensive players in the right positions right now. We kind of right. feel like we've got a handle on that. It's sad for JT. You know, he still, we just can't get him going right with that knee still. That's the one piece I'd like to add to our offense. Uh, obviously, I'd like to get Trey Moore up and running again, Brandon Madison up and running again, Donye Taylor back. Those three guys could make us a lot better on defense, but 
Y'all have heard me say it a million times. I know y'all get tired of hearing all my yeah. quotes, but healthy teams don't win championships. Tough ones do. Mm. We, we just, as a typical, you, if y'all followed us for four years. It's a typical UTSA win. We just find a way to get it done. Wasn't perfect, but we got it done. Have y'all, have you considered just shutting JT down, coach? And just letting them come come back. I mean, what if, or is that? Or y'all still want? Or is he? Of course, he wants to. But I mean, like Frank said, like, hey, if I'm limping, coach ain't letting me play. I know you're gonna put the players' health first. But have y'all considered just, hey, you know what? Let's just let's just try to get better and run it back next year. There, all this has been discussed. Uh, you know, he he still has two games he can play, so we'll decide if we want to play those two. How he looks. And uh, but all that's up in the air right now. Be honest, okay. Rudy. This kid has been through so much. His mental is what I'm worried about. Right, his physical right now. And uh, we've all got to stay very positive for that kid. The very worst thing that's going to happen to him, he's got to come back and play for me and catch a hundred balls next year. <laughs> yeah. The best thing that's going to happen for him, the best thing that's going to happen for him is these next two games. He really comes on, looks like his old self, and he goes to the league and gets drafted. But. It's going to all end up good for that kid. It's not a matter of if, but it's just a matter of when. Okay. That is Jeff Trailer joining us. You brought it up. Oh, number three for, for Temple could sling it. He's a pretty good quarterback. Uh, and watching the game, uh, and new to the AAC, is there a, a, a way that the AAC is officialed, is called? I mean, it, that's different from other places? <laughs> it was weird. I'm it, just asking was the question. There was some weird stuff going on, Coach. Let's just call it what y'all are trying to say, man. Hey. <laughs> New kids from the USA. Welcome to the old. We've been here a long time. Welcome. Yeah. Little hazing. Uh, you know, don't don't I, I don't think I ain't had a little thought about the conspiracy theory a couple of times, but we just gotta keep overcoming that thing, man. This week we're both USA teams, so uh, there can't be anything going on this week. So we got that conspiracy theory out of the air right now. Can't go down this week. Well, I'm glad I wasn't alone because it feels like you guys are held to a different standard. I don't know what that standard should hey, be. The new guys, coach. They got they're the new guys, Rob. They got to get some hazing. <laughs> I guess you, you, you're saying it. I was just thinking it. So y'all, y'all All right. Well, we'll pay the fine when it comes down. Nope. Just, just in that our direction. Hey, you do have UAB uh, coming in, and that's an offensive juggernaut, man. Those guys, they might not win every game, but Dilfer's got a team that puts some points on the board. Tell us about them. There's no doubt. It starts with Zeno, the quarterback, right here from San Antonio, playing unbelievable football. Both those running backs, Brown and Jacobs, unbelievable. Both receivers. Those fly sweeps, those guys can really fly. The tight ends are big-time explosive. The, the linemen are very good. And Trent's done a fantastic job offensively. They're going to be really hard for us to stop. Uh, I encourage our defense last night. We always play really good defense at home. Our crowd is just so loud. It's so deafening in that place. And let's think about the history with UAB. They were the champs before we became the champs. Right. And we went down there and played them our very first year here, turned them over five times. Remember that Frank had already been hurt. Lowell had already gotten hurt. Then they broke Josh Atkins' collarbone the first play of the game. We were down to quarterback number four and still almost beat them. The very next year, we beat them in the championship game on a tip pass, and then last year, overtime. So two really great programs going to be battling out this Saturday at the Alamo Dome. How did um... – how did Frank feel after the game with the Turtle coach? I mean, it's always the adrenaline's pumping, you know, but, you know, I guess today and tomorrow you get a better feel. But how did he feel after the game? We didn't run him very much. You know, we didn't – we let him be a, a pretty much a pocket passer. Uh, we, we got him out on a couple of RPOs on the, on the perimeter, but not 
with the thought of him running. He did pull it down one time and run it. It was good for him to get hit because he jumped up and he was fine. Right. Uh, so I, I would say that's a, of all the things, really, him getting to play four quarters and play so well, he's just going to keep getting better. Like, he missed some throws he usually makes, but that's because he hasn't got to play much. I mean, since that bowl game, this kid's not taking very many live reps, and he's <laughs> just going to keep getting better if we can keep him healthy. And that was the first thing he said, actually, when he came to the podium. The first thing Frank said, not, you know, I, I missed some throws. That was the first thing he said, Coach. Yeah, he's a he's a warrior, brother. I mean, they, you, you don't coach many of those kids in your entire life. And I know y'all get tired of me telling y'all how wonderful he is, but I can't say it enough. Man. <laughs> the kid is just wired differently. And uh, so goes Frank, so go the roadrunner. No, we want you to tell us how great he is every week. We like Frank Harris around here. We like what he's doing, and we're glad he's back. Hey, 7 o'clock kickoff hey, in the Dome. I've been to those. We're ready for this, baby. We need yeah, this. 7 o'clock. I've been to those tailgates, Coach. We're going to be a little we're bit louder ready for this week. You. It's going to be loud. It's going to be raucous. Everybody come downtown. We're going to celebrate a big win as the UAB comes to town. Hey, Coach, congratulations. You did it. The first AAC win. You put it in the book. Let's get another one coming up next Saturday. I know how the city of San Antonio loves to party. I can't wait to see how fired up these fellas going to be Saturday night at 7 o'clock, boys. God bless, birds up. God, God bless. bless. Hey, dude, let me tell you something, Rob. We've been to those UTSA tailgates. A 7 o'clock kick. And yeah. It, and it's been yeah, – how yeah, it's long gonna, ago gonna was our crazy. last home like, game? It feels like a month uh, – and it was a Friday, Army, remember? September 15th. And it was Friday? Dude, it's, uh, it's going to be – it's going to be a month. Like, literally a month since they got to play in the Dome. And it's at night. And it's a conference game. Oh, yeah, they're going to be nice and saucy. Come on, Blazers. I can't, I, 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 yeah, I might have to find a way to get out there. Come out and play. Hey, Todd Archer is not far away. He of ESPN was actually an eyewitness to the beatdown that we witnessed last night. He'll be here just after 930. Uh, but coming back, the era begins. The silver and black played each other. On Saturday, they're playing the Thunders tonight. It's a preseason game, but we get to see Wimby, and we're talking about it next. This is R&R, and the Silver and Black live right here on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning, everybody. If you can actually say that after what we saw last night in San Francisco. The Blitz starting at 2 o'clock. Joe Reinagle back from vacation, but, yeah, it's all Cowboys and Niners. Damn, Rudy, we told you not to jump on our bandwagon, man. Yeah, Ryan told me. Everybody's telling me, texting me, like, yo, leave. You're not wanted here. Man, it's hard being a football fan like, in the state damn. of Texas today. Unless you're, of course, Roadrunner fan, celebrate. You, you went and did it. And uh, UIW fan, San Antonio, we fared well. Yeah. Rest of the state, whew. Texans go down. Cowboys go down. A&M. A&M goes down. Texas goes down. It was going to well, be such God a great UTSA. Thank and, goodness for them, man. And UIW, Texas State even lost. Going down to ooh-la-la and slew. All right, so uh, the era begins in earnest. This is a this is not a real game. It's like a soft opening, as the Spurs will unveil a numero uno Wimby tonight as he takes on they take on the Oklahoma City Thunders after what sounded and appeared to be a raucous and rousing uh, silver and black scrimmage game right. Saturday. If you went, let us know. I'd like to know what the atmosphere was like. Was it first come? Like if you're it's, at the door dude, first, did you get a front people. row seat? Could you? Could you just was it GA or I think it's general admission on those days. That's why it was such a long line. Get there early, get a front row seat to yeah. see see Wimby up in Perth. Like a, a lot of people, the the few friends that I had that went, 
they were like in awe of like you, it, television don't do it justice about how big he is. Right. I, I was telling everybody the first time you're in his sight, you can't look it's, away. I've never been around a human being like that. Now the reviews from the game were playmaker first. That's what I, I saw. Everybody talked about him actively playing a role in the offense, and it wasn't about finishing. It was about setting other guys up, which... Now, Rob, <laughs> if I told you, I said, hey, Rob, give me the best one-two punch alongside of Wimby, mm-hmm. what player would you say? Well, it's going to his Whoever his five is is going to play a huge role. See, I would have been like, well, for sale or Kelvin. I wouldn't expect what he said. Well, what did he say exactly before I start speaking? But I haven't heard this, honestly. I would say the personal protector, the down screener, the five, is going to be the most important guy to his offensive success. It's I know it's going to be a lot of trouble for teams trying to guard Zach. And uh, especially, you know, our our connection, Zach and I, of course, and even more since he's he's a good shooter. It's going to be a lot of trouble for opponents, I'm sure. And it's... Yeah, I'm, I'm glad to see he's he's got that confidence in him, and yeah, I know it's going to be beautiful. So, you know, I, you know, Wimby gets here, I'm like, yeah, you know, uh, I like him and him and Vassell, the pick and roll up top. You know, man, him and Kelton get a little one-two game. I ain't expect him to be talking about Zach Collins. He says it's going to be trouble for teams when it's me and Zach. Well, it's early. I said what? <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying. Hey, but the, the thing is, Rob. The thing I like about it is it helps the the Spurs, the staff, put him in better positions. Like yeah. if that's if that's what makes you comfortable, if that's what we're gonna get the best out of you, we're gonna get rookie of the year play out of you because you like playing with Zach. Well, Devin Zach, come on, you know it's like I, I'm just gotta I gotta do what makes him feel better, makes him more comfortable as a player. Now, one Which, of the, it was weird though. It, it's gonna be a strange duo if that's how it works out, but I can see it, Zach. Uh, gonna have a good year if he's playing along Wimby because you're gonna be open. The double team's always gonna leave you, <laughs> you know. So it, it should be a good year. One of the things that worries me, and this is this is just the perspective of fandom. Okay. Remember when LeBron used to get it for not being the guy to take the shot? Oh my God! I think I I, I think LeBron broke that barrier. I hope. Down. I hope because even in his first scrimmage. And even when you listen to Wimby, he knows that success comes when everybody plays well. And his job as a superstar isn't only to be the superstar bucket getter, shot blocker, all of that, but it's also to help get his teams better. And that is ingrained in him. You can tell post uh, scrimmage how important it is for his guys to play well. Yeah, I mean, that's just knowing the game, you know, being a natural lad, that's just feel, especially being that young in the NBA, making those passes. So, and he's a willing passer. You know, half the battle is uh, being willing to make that pass, and he he wants to pass, so that's it's fun to play with for sure. Zach Collins is a beneficiary he's of like, the. As, what better place to be than Wimby's bestie? You know what I mean? Like, what better place to be? Hey, I'm Wimby's bestie. He said it's going. Me and him are going to be trouble <laughs> for the NBA. I said, wait, Zach, of all people on that team, him and Zach Collins are going to be the ones that are trouble for the NBA. I'm like, okay, I'm with it, dog. If you like it, Wimby, I love it. I'm with it. And, yes, Rob, there is going to come that time where the Spurs are down two and Wimby passes up a, a one-on-one shot to mm-hmm. pass to Zach Collins. Zach Collins misses it, 
and we come on radio, we come on TV saying he's got to shoot that soft. He's got to shoot that. But look, LeBron, in, in, in fairness to him, he ignored that for his entire career, you know. And as should Wimby. Right. But the thing about it is, in the few highlight we saw, but, highlights we saw, he's always open. But if the game's on the line, I want to live and I want to live and die with Wimby. Yes, we I all mean, do. But now, if he's double teamed, and cool. But if you if you one on one, I need I look. We we didn't tank for Zach, <laughs> young fella. <laughs> we tanked for Victor. I need you taking those shots. And until you're passing to Dwayne Wade, take right. the shot. Bingo. <laughs> taking the shot. Coming back, uh, taking the shot with Todd Archer. Todd was up there at Blue Jean Stadium and witnessed the beatdown that was, the 42-10 loss. What do you make of, what do you take from a loss like that? Well, we set the alarm for Todd as he's going to get up early and join us next. We're looking at the 49ers from an expert's perspective. You don't want to miss this. Todd Archer's next. This is R&R, and you're on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. It's the Blitz with Jason and Joe. Afternoons at 2. Good morning, everybody. If you can actually say that after what we saw last night in San Francisco at Texas OU, Alabama, Texas A&M, it was one hell of a football weekend, and we're reacting to it on the Blitz. Joe Ryan Eagle back from the beach. I'm sure we'll hear some drunk beach stories. The Blitz starts Monday at 2. The Blitz with Jason and Joe. Afternoons at 2 on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. National PA Week is October 6th through 12th, so here are a few fast facts about PAs. Board-certified physician assistants are trusted healthcare providers who practice everywhere, from rural health clinics to downtown city hospitals, and do everything from routine checkups to assisting in complex surgery. PAs are dedicated to providing top-notch care to over 10 million patients every week, including you and your family. Discover more at pasdothat.net, sponsored by the NCCPA. Hey, did you know Vistaprint prints everything a small business needs? Like if a barbershop needs signage, we print outdoor signs, posters, and banners. Or if a ballet school needs merch, we print tote bags, t-shirts, hoodies, hats. Or if a coffee shop needs a total refresh, Vistaprint designs logos and prints it on menus, mugs, paper bags, anything. Because with Vistaprint, the printabilities are endless. Print it all with 25% off for new customers with code NEW25 at Vistaprint.com. NCE General Contractors, based in San Antonio, is one of the fastest-growing nationwide general contractors with a focus on commercial new construction, design-build projects, building renovations, tenant finish-outs, site upgrades, and building maintenance. NCE President Brian Ehrlich a former Madison quarterback and proud to support high school football in San Antonio, building relationships first, then buildings that last. Learn more about NCE General contractors online at ncegc.co that's ncegc.co the future of joint pain relief is here and it's qc kinetics advanced regenerative medicine this is amazing stuff hey it's james pledger with san antonio sports star if you've been told more steroids or surgery are your only options don't be so fast with that get a second opinion and learn how you can harness your body's healing agents that attack the joint pain i'm talking lasting relief 
QC Kinetics doesn't mask the pain. These treatments go to the very root of the problem using concentrated healing properties placed directly into your joints to restore and repair the damaged tissue. Imagine living your life this fall with no more pain in your knees, hips, shoulders, your back, no drugs, no downtime, and no surgery, best of all. Listen, life is about motion, and QC Kinetics is giving people their lives back with these all-natural treatments. Call the local medical professionals and get a free consultation. QC Kinetics, the nation's leader in regenerative medicine. Call 210-571-0318. That's 210-571-0318. 210-571-0318. Locations in Hollywood Park, Westover Hills, and New Braunfels. The UTSA Roadrunners are back in the Dome this Saturday against UAB. Hi, I'm April Ansira. Join me in packing the Dome Saturday by getting your tickets today. Go to UTSAFootballTickets.com. I am quarterback Frank Harris. I want to see you Saturday as we play our first ever AAC home game. You don't want to miss the party. We need you there. It's our UTSA Roadrunners against UAB this Saturday at 7 p.m. in the Alamo Dome. Don't miss out on the excitement. Get your tickets now at UTSAFootballTickets.com. That's UTSAFootballTickets.com. Mother's Window Tint, your car stereo, and auto security headquarters. We've got a deal on window tint, and we've got a deal on car alarms, too. you got to get to Mother's Window Tint right now, because if you do, it's National Pizza Month, and we're going to give you a free 18-inch one-topping pizza from Sophia's Pizzeria. That's right. Come get your windows tinted. Come buy an auto alarm. Get your stereo installed, and we're going to give you a free pizza. It makes going to Mother's Window Tint that much more special. All stores open Tuesday through Saturday in San Antonio, 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. On the web at Mother'sWindowTint.com. Like us on Facebook. Hey, I got an idea. Go to Mother's Window Tint today and get your windows tinted. Buy an alarm system and make sure you get a free pizza from Sophia's Pizzeria while you're there. Remember, do it at Mother's and save. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same but is 95% cheaper and you can get it online? Just go to hymns.com slash joy. Through hymns, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, a 100% online process, and trusted generic alternatives to the name brands at up to 95% off. That's right, get generic for Viagra, the same active ingredient as brand name Viagra, but for 95% less. It's the same medication, still prescribed by a licensed medical provider, but with zero copay, no expensive appointments, and no awkward face-to-face conversations. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, hymns.com slash joy. That's hymns.com slash joy for your free online visit, himscom slash J-O-Y. It's the Mike McCarthy Show, every Friday morning at 7 and 9 with r r in the morning. I'm all about winning, so when it has to do with winning, then it's part of our operation, our, our messaging, and our outlook. A look at the Cowboys' upcoming game, presented by AA Best Bail Bonds and 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. It's 0600. What's the O stand for? Oh my God, it's early. Wake me Rob Thompson. Ginobili the other way in transition to the Cowboys. Oh, the left hand oh. slam. I want some nasty. Rudy J. Cowboys win. How else would you settle this game? How about 
Begin each day as if it were on purpose. I wake up in the morning, I piss excellent. R and R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Talk. Hey, good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. It's R&R in the morning here on San Antonio Sports Star. If you're awakening to what was a beatdown, we need to give you the knowledge required to assault a week that's going to be a tough one for Cowboy fans. Let's talk with an expert, Todd Archer of ESPN, our embed reporter, with us right now. Good morning, Todd. How are you? Morning, guys. Everything good? Yeah, I mean... (laughs) Yeah, you know, we. I mean, we didn't. Okay. Uh, my my life go. You know, we're good. You know, yeah. <laughs> how how are things? How are things in the Bay, Todd? Uh, it's early. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's right. Out. Damn, I'm sorry. It's yeah, five. we've been there, Todd. We've sorry all, about that. Man. We know those West Coast <laughs> swings. You know, there is the benefit of clarity. I mean, you wake up this morning and you. There's certainly some things to be done if you're a Dallas Cowboy. <laughs> Where do you start, though? Yeah, right? that's what we're I trying mean, to figure out. Uh, I mean, if you look at it, the defense was exposed, right? And, oh. and I guess the offense was exposed, too. And right? the special teams. So, well, yeah, we'll call that one a wash, I guess. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> at least the guy made the field goal. True, but, um, true that. Yeah, and, you know, you look, Turpin suffered an ankle injury. But, I mean, this was – we. And the press box after the game, we're trying to figure out, okay, when was their last non-competitive loss? And you can go to 2020, but that was, you know, Dax missed right. most of those games where they weren't competitive. So you, you, you throw that out. I went week two, 2017 against Denver. They lose 42-17. Never really in that game. I remember Zeke got criticized for not chasing out a pick. This was um, this is as bad as I can remember, especially with everything that – was on the line and the expectations going in, just how bad it was. You know, when you hear both the coach and your quarterback say, oh, we didn't see that coming. Yeah. Yeah, I don't uh, know what to make it, of that, that statement. And they both said they liked the prep, the week of preparation. But Dak said we put all of our – we put everything into that. So that's where you – where do you go from that when you know as a team y'all, y'all were really hyped up for it, you did the prep, and then that happens. Where do you go? Yeah. <laughs> Be thankful you don't play the Niners again, right? At, at least until sometime in January, maybe, right? I mean, that, that that's where you have to say, okay. And, and look, the Niners were on. Like any questions about Brock Purdy have to be answered by now. The the, the kid was dang near perfect in, in some respects. Four touchdowns. I mean, it was he, he was he was masterful. And the, and the you know the the run game. I guess they did a good job of McCaffrey, right? He only they did. Two seven a carry, but Mason got him for seven yards a carry. Like I mean, so you know that, and then they couldn't cover a tight end. They had trouble with Ayuk. I mean, and then you go to the offense. I mean, it's like they had one drive. Dak had eleven possessions. He had one touchdown, one field goal. The other nine drives were three plays or less. That's just. You, you, is that on deck or is that on McCarthy, Todd? That's it's everybody. We, well, who is that on? All of them, right? Okay. I mean, it's on all of them. But I mean, you, you have to, you have to start wondering about this offense now, with Mike McCarthy calling plays and and the whole Texas Coast thing and all that, and say, what are you? And C. D. Lamb's asked after the game, what's the offensive identity? 
And he said he didn't know. Dude, it's week five. You just played your fifth game, and they don't know what they are offensively yet. We've talked every week about the red zone struggles. I guess the good thing is they didn't have a red zone drive yesterday, so they couldn't struggle in the red zone. Um, they, they couldn't run the ball yesterday. And this is when they had their their five preferred starters on the offensive line. For the first time since week 17, 27, uh, 2021. How did that work out for you? Yeah, I, I mean, it. it was all everything it. was, as McCarthy said, there's not going to be a lot of winning grades coming off this performance. So, and, I don't know who you point to and say, oh, yeah, he was fine. Yeah, right. and he said, you know, I'm not a big burn the tape guy, but you just described an utter destruction. And, you know, the, the accountability is going to come into play here. And certainly the, in the backdrop, you've got the former OC coming with the uh, with the Chargers on Monday right. night. So the, the storylines are kind of self-evident. So as we as we come into the week, the first thing you look at, uh, I think, with the Cowboys is the play calling. And you just addressed it. There was nothing to take away from that game that, that showed us that there was any rhyme or reason to the calls that were being being offered. So given that, and there's no identity uh, with this offense, what's the first step with this Cowboys team? Do they need to establish the identity that is a C.D. Lamb-led offense that isn't there, or are they a running team? I'm glad you mentioned C.D. because here's my thing. Like, remember after the first two weeks, it was, hey, we got to get Michael Gallup involved, right? And the next week, six catchers for 92s, and then and this week it was, hey, we got to get Brandon Cooks involved. And look, he had one catch, but they threw it to him four times. Mm-hmm. They tried to. They, they, they try to get him more involved. How about get C.D. Lamb involved? Like, make it – he's your best guy. And I do think there's levels of frustration that C.D. was experiencing that game. I don't know what the broadcast was saying necessarily about it, but he was off by himself. He was pacing up and down the sideline after the game. He was pretty frank in, in what he said just about the performance. Not pointing any fingers at anybody else. Um you know, he's taking accountability himself, too. But mm-hmm. he, he has to be the focal point of the pass game. And it can't be just, well, they played cover two and put a safety over the top and they took CD out. Everybody does that, dude. Figure out a way to <laughs> exactly. get the ball. Hey, on the other side, Todd, have you ever seen Dan Quinn get it handed to him? Like, I mean, it felt like Kyle was just a step ahead of him all night. All night. Yeah. Um, and you know, you go to those playoff games that we talked so much about, and it, like the first one, okay, it was twenty three seventeen. But to me, the Cowboys were that was a fluky. The, the, the Niners always seemed in, in control. And then the, the last one, nineteen twelve, the Cowboys did a decent job of. Well, they didn't get any takeaways in that one. They had a decent job of of controlling the Niners to a degree. This one, I mean, they, they had they had no answers, and. I, and I mean, look, this is Quinn's third year here. This has to be that is that that's gotta be the worst game. I can't think of another one no. where where they were just again exposed. Like they they, they tried to play their, their three safety base defense. That didn't work very well. And, and you know, George Kittle's still open right now. I think he just got his another <laughs> touchdown. Um it, it's this is where you, this is where you you're thankful that you it's only one game of 17, and it's not like, but is this the equivalent of, like, a six-game losing streak in baseball when you have a game like this? Like, I, I, I don't know. This isn't a burn-a-tape game like we were talking about, but 
it, it, you can't let this one, this loss become a second loss next week when you're playing the Chargers. I mean, speaking of the Chargers, Kellen Moore, Dan Quinn, I think, you know, I, we saw the Jets rally around Nathaniel Hackett. You think the Chargers are going to want to rally around Kellen Moore and let Justin throw it 60, 70 times on Monday? <laughs> no. <laughs> that would no. be the I answer. Mean, <laughs> all the people that were giving Kellen Moore a hard all, all the people that were giving Kellen Moore a hard time about what, you know, yeah, they had some stinkers. They, don't get me wrong. Right. But I don't know if they had, again, one that was this this bad. I mean, eight first downs. Like, yeah. But I mean, it definitely was, worth it, revisiting. When you're dealing uh, with that kind again, of destruction. Like, I'm, I'm sad in flummoxed because I just don't know where you start when it's this bad. Well, okay. And, and yeah. So, like, don't you start look, with your stars? I mean, and show a little bit out. You start with the guys that are supposed to want be the ones that fight through the well, adversity well, that you, you deal with. Do? Well, where's Micah? What what exactly can Micah say? Yeah, what Absolutely, but what are you? You're not going to can't bench him. No, <laughs> oh my but gosh. it's a blessing that they lost. That was a comment. I just don't buy that either. Uh, there is never well, a blessing and, uh, again, in a loss. The the, the Cardinals, right? I, I didn't. I think I know what he was trying to say, but he didn't pull it. It was a little bit like Romo in '08 when they lost to the Eagles. If this is the worst thing that happened in my life, I've had a pretty good life. While it all may be true, that's not something you say after a game. And I don't think you say this loss is a blessing um, because now they can get their heads on straight. I thought the Cardinals' loss was supposed to be the blessing that they now they can get their heads on straight. So, and, and look. I'm watching Get Up right now. The whole day, it's not going to. Oh it's my probably going to be ha ha ha. Look at the Cowboys, right? Right. Uh, everywhere nationally about this team. So, you know, they are who we thought they were. Is what everybody's going to say. No one's going to believe. And it, look, we've talked about this, right? This whole season wasn't about September, October, November, December. It was about the playoffs. So you have had one. Even if they can now go fifteen and two, everybody is going to say, "All right, but what now?" Because right. now is when it matters. Right. This is Todd Archer of ESPN.com covering the NFL like nobody does. Down with the Cowboys. Still in the Bay Area after what was an epic ass whooping. So uh, let's talk about the uh, ramifications of last night. We saw Leighton Vander Esch walk off with a neck issue. Any word in the locker room? Uh, concern, obviously, because of his history with neck injuries. Right. Um, so he'll get an MRI today. X-rays were negative after the game. Um, he'll get an MRI today to hopefully f- find that it's just a stinger. But when you say just a stinger with him, that's not really the, the best news because of the history. And then the question becomes, okay, if you lose Leighton Vanderesh, what are you doing at linebacker? Because mm-hmm. there's not a lot of depth there. So that would be a mm-hmm. pretty significant loss. Uh, if they weren't able, I, I I don't know this, but I'm just going based on this history. I maybe it's good they have an extra day. I, I'd be surprised if he played against the Chargers, right. but that's just complete speculation. Uh, Turpin, anything on the ankle? Uh, wasn't in a boot after the game when we saw him walk off the field. So I guess if that's p- yeah. positive, I guess that's that's one way to look at it. Um, usually, if it's a high ankle sprain, they're putting those things in a boot right away. Um, a you know, but he was he was limping pretty good. 
again, extra day this week. Maybe you get some time and, and he can help out. And I want to say, well, you know, all right, is that a big loss? Well, hell, he scored the only touchdown. So well, that's one third of the that's special teams. He's offered a lot in in, in uh, down and distance and ball control. Uh, that hurt without him in there. Did Jolly talk to Jerry at all last night, Todd? <laughs> Jerry did not come down. Okay. We didn't see Jerry. Um, I don't know what. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> that's, that's not a good thing. I'll say that. You know, the longer Jerry I mean, yeah, doesn't speak, you expect an explosion coming. He is Todd Archer, and he's in the middle of it out in the Bay Area. Man, I'm sure you Thanks got a lot of work up. to do today. Yeah, you can go back to sleep now. It's only 5 o'clock in the morning there. Or, or is it 4? 5. 5, there you are. Enjoy your day, Todd. I guess, all right, i got to leave for the airport here in a little bit. Commiserating for sure. Todd Archer of ESPN.com, always in bed, always with us on uh, the Monday Post. No, it wasn't pretty. And you could tell that Archer is trying to go through the list of things to write about. Like, where do I, where do you even begin with a game like that? You begin with now that I have your attention. Cause a lot of times when a coach is telling you, Hey guys, we got some stuff to clean up. We're not as good as we think we are. It's co- it comes off as, man, of course the coach is going to say that, man, you see what we just did? Ain't nobody doing what we're doing. Uh, the Chiefs didn't even beat the Jets the way we did. Uh, such and such didn't even beat such and such the way we did. We're good. Now he has their attention. And now you can say, okay, this is why I told y'all we aren't as good as I thought y'all think y'all are. But I think a lot of stuff also is going to have to get sit down with Brian Schottenheimer and say, hey, where am I? Where am I going wrong? And what is going on? And why isn't Dak playing better in up to this point? And I, and you know what? I guess this is only his first bad game, though. He didn't play bad against the Cardinals. No, they had the red, they had the red zone struggles. But again, if CD Lamb's touchdown in the uh, Patriots game, you know, if that was at a different point, so in the Cardinal game he didn't play bad. So I would say this is his first game, his first bad game. So with that said, I guess we'll go just on specifically this game. I sit down with Schottenheimer and I say, where did we go wrong? Why did Dak look so bad? Why wasn't the things there that we thought would be there? So he got to do some self-reflecting first. But then also you got to go over to Dan Quinn and be like, hey, man. What the hell is going on over here? What the hell was that? I'm not sure that's not the first thing I do. I got to self-reflect first. Well, I mean, reflection, we all got to take Not self-reflect, but like, he but, didn't, his play calling wasn't that great either, Rob. Uh, no. Uh, so. My good friends over at UTSA, uh, UTSA, USAA. Yeah. Taught me whenever you run into a problem, you address the problem, you look at it, okay, how are we going to fix this? Well, there's always three facets to the problem. It's either a people problem, a process problem, or a technology problem. We need to figure out where we are so we can fix the problems. So what what's the first problem? Is it a people problem? Is it a process problem? Where 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 do you see the problem with with the Cowboys as we wake up today? Not everyday problem, but today you wake up and look at last night. What's the first problem? It's still the offense to me. Offense it's, to I agree. me, it's, it's still the offense. Again, the defense they got handled, but if there is a if I'm grading my team. Defense is still far and away the best. It's Be- my offense. Because that offense, you got to stay on the damn field. You yeah. got to stay on the damn field and give yourself and your defense an opportunity the next time. You don't got to score every time. You don't no. got to, you just got to get a first down and play the field position game because evidently that's what McCarthy wants to do. He wants right. to play field position. He wants to play time of possession. So that's first. Right. They're going to have to do something with, with their attitude about, 
toughness. You think they're soft? No, I'm not saying they're soft. But if you're going to be a team that relies on your defense to stop them and get the turnovers, and an offense that is just there to don't screw things up, you're going to have to be tougher, and you're going to have to be able to run the ball on third and two. And you're going to have to be a threat to run the ball on third and two. I'm with that. I agree with that. Were they a threat to run the ball on third and two last night? Well, see, this is why I'm, I'm, I'm blaming Mike McCarthy some. Third and five, you decide to run the ball. On two third and twos, you throw it. So I'm like, he's in his own head. Like, if you if you're playing third base at the blackjack table, and you're 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 the key you're the gatekeeper. If you start out the night hitting yep, on fifteens, sixteen, you got to stay. You can't go back and forth because then you never get it right. You got to say, hey, if they got a face card showing, I'm hitting. If they don't, I'm staying. Like if that's gonna be you at third, you have to stick to the plan. Mike McCarthy's in his own head right now. I think you know he's feeling the pressure a little bit. And when you get punched in the mouth the way they did, and you start out seven zero right away, it kind of I don't want to say it crumples up your game plan and throw it in the trash can, but it changes things. Cause that, like, you know, cause you, again, I said one of the keys to their victories, Rob, was they have to find a way to play from ahead. And I mean, the way Purdy came out, it just was impossible. And the Dak Prescott abuse is going to be constant for the next week. And what made it even worse was watching another, the other quarterback play essentially the same kind of system perfectly. I mean, Brock okay. Purdy did everything we want Dak to do. Three steps, ball's gone. Guy's in the flat. Guy's open downfield. Well, their receivers are getting separation. Yeah, guys are open downfield. They're doing everything we thought this offense was supposed to do, but they're doing it five times better. So, And they got three turnovers. Four. And the, and three in. interceptions and a fumble. The best thing that could happen, and we don't want Dak Prescott throwing two interceptions a game. We don't, you know. Especially but not Can three. we put it to bed, though? Can we put this in? He's worried about interceptions more than we are. What you what you feel the way you watch him play? That's what you see. I think in the first you see a half, guy that's thinking. I think in the first half he did not want to screw things up, and I don't know. It just didn't look like a guy who felt very comfortable dropping back and hitting his first read. It didn't feel that way, or his second read. It didn't feel that way. And and another thing, okay, that's fair. But another thing, I can't, I cannot leave Micah out. Now there we like, go. Uh, you know, Micah talked a whole lot of historic and Ravens, and there's been people comparing him to Lawrence Taylor, and look, and I, I got to worry about my impact, and I'm not showing up to OTAs because I'm working on getting bigger and stronger. Like no show, no show, no impact. Not even I'm not going to say no show, but no impact whatsoever at all, at all. And if you're going to talk that talk, you got to walk the walk, and you cannot be missing in action in the biggest game of the year thus far. I'm tired of the my like, bads. Yeah, the thing is like, okay, yeah, you did like you showed out against the Giants and you showed out against the Jets. Well, you got to do it in these games. These are the ones that count and you're the best player on the team. My bads don't count in big games. Yeah, you're the best player on the team and he didn't show up last night. My bad. I wasn't th- No, we know, dude. Yeah, we know. We know. It's And teams are still running the ball at you whether you're working or not is the a whole other thing, but the fact that they think that's what they can do to you. Yeah, the entire team was a no show and the coaching was a no show. But yeah, I'm gonna I'm look, in these type of games, your stars gotta be stars. In these type of games, the guys are gonna get between Dak and Mike and Micah, they're gonna be making about ninety million dollars a year.
they can't no show. Ninety million a year can't no show. I'm sorry, is that I, I, I didn't make these rules. They're not a terrible team, but They're I not. think we can They're all not. admit they ain't as good as we thought. They ain't as good you know as we what, thought. Rob, and, they ain't as good, and they ain't as good as they thought either. That's a perfect ending to this show. I think you hit it on the head. Mike drop. The day is just beginning, though. Mike and Mi- Mike will be here in a second. We got the <laughs> Mike and Mike. Where'd that come from? The jungle gets going at noon. That should be fun. And Jason and Joe reminisce about what could have been and the beach. Be yeah, jo- I think Joe's going to have some things to say to that. Angry fandom. We'll talk about it tomorrow.